Oh, here we go. What's up, bro? One second. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Uh, what's up, everyone? This is the Chiro Bros. Craigcast. Yeah, the only Chiro's podcast on the internet. Just kidding. This is the Demo Team podcast. The only podcast supporting your addiction to Dance Gavin Dance. Um, so, what's up, Moses? Dude, what's up? Uh, not much over here, man. Just enjoying another day in sunny California. Anything good lately? Did I eat anything good lately? Yeah. Uh, no, I had A&W for lunch. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever had that before, but... <laughs> interesting I, i've seen them around but what about you ryan i'm all right i've been eating good good in the neighborhood that's cool that's cool david doing well doing well working hard doing stuff cleaning just doing me man uh, how y'all doing all right sweet so i guess we're gonna come back to afterburner today you ready for that? Heck yeah. I'm excited. Let's go. Yo, you said Afterburner. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's um. Wait, not Afterburner. We're going to do we're Artificial Selection. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's do Afterburner all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to start all we're going to do Afterburner by ZZ Top today. Whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with Sleeping Bag to... um. What was the last song? It's like Planet of Woman or something is the last song. So did y'all listen to Afterburner by ZZ Top yet? Because I feel bad. I know y'all mentioned it and I and I put them on a list, but I haven't gotten to them just yet. <laughs> oh well David, you got you have to listen to it because we're talking about it right now. Uh shit, I came up prepared. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so artificial selection. Let's let's see how are we gonna get into this one. What do we need to talk about to to grease up the audience? I mean, we if if fans of the show have been watching, you may remember before we delved off off the deep end into Animoria and Marinette interviews, we were talking about artificial selection. We managed to get up to Count Basie, and I believe we ended on Count Basie. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, Count Basie next. was the last one. We're gonna get to the second half of the album, starting with Flash, I believe. Correct. Yep. Yeah, right. that sounds about right. Sure, this uh, two-week break will make for a very cohesive synopsis, but... Yeah, we had a little filler arc there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to plot. Shall we just hop in? Let's do it. All right. Flash. I think think Moses said this was his favorite song on the album, or... (laughs) Was it? You are correct. I don't know. It is? Okay. (laughs) I got got good memory, right? My number one favorite song... On the album, I think to me, it's top tier dance, Gavin dance. Like, this is their attempt at writing just a great track, something that's catchy that will translate well in a live setting. Um, especially like this album, you know, it doesn't have a strawberry swisher song per se, and I feel like this one kind of fills the void of just something kind of, um, poppy kind of about relationships a very catchy chorus um yeah yeah a, so, uh, so for a the lost chorus, strawberry song really yeah. i've never heard that no no i'm just saying it kind of fills that void 
like especially the chorus has like a super poppy chorus um i know i i feel like maybe david last episode was saying that a lot of the songs kind of have a pop punk vibe to them and maybe right. like was kind of their attempt at at pop punk but if you listen to uh the chorus at flash they kind of play like a breakdown you know like it's kind of like a, a little poppy breakdown which many easy core bands do uh to kind of create a big chorus like bands like i don't know four years strong newfound glory um chunk captain no chunk uh come come yeah. to mind they just kind of do that like breakdown with uh either crew vocals or, or just something like really catchy and like to me i don't know that's one of the reasons this song's like great uh david what do you think yeah i'd kind of say that this song is like the epitome of that pop punk sound or i mean more so sorry my blowers but like bros but you you definitely you know it definitely comes back and uh pretty much full force here and uh, actually yeah this is whenever i come back to this album this, this is a, a nice little single that i feel like is underappreciated uh shoot you got uh, just those chords in the beginning this it gives off a summer vibe and it's more upbeat and just you know you got john mask going off in the verses and then tillian hitting you in that chorus you know it's like yeah i don't know it's just a lot of fun stuff it's very kinetic shoot it's a good track i'd say uh but a lot of people are like oh no you know this one's more poppy you know a lot of people kind of despise that chorus i hear you know for hey david so uh, one, one thing you did is you kind of called it a single um which it wasn't like a single you know that they pushed yeah. like promotion wise but to me yeah. i really think they missed a mark there i like I think this could have been a oh, huge single. It like, I wish, been, yeah. I wish they would have pushed this one, made a music video for it. I think it would have really caught the ear of of like, you know, the Warp Tour alternative press crowd, which I mean like a lot of their crowds come from that area, but like maybe the ones that aren't into like heavier bands or like aren't into dance gavin dance, I feel like this song could have brought in like more people for sure. Yo, yeah, I never thought of it like that, but no, yeah, thinking about it, all the parts. Yeah, they should have pandered more. <laughs> oh, okay. She would, I'm just playing. I'm that? just yeah. playing. <laughs> um, well, do you know what pandering means? I sure do. I guess that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, like, okay, yeah, it is more of like a, a more refined, like, you know, they're going for a certain direction on this track, you know. And like you know, I, like I said, I've heard critics, you know, a lot of critiques for that that direction. And I don't know, it, like I said, I mean, it's kind of just playing off of more mothership vibes and just playing with that sound, like that you know you'd hear on instant gratification. So I mean, uh, like, like I said, I'd, all these tracks are supposed to be like kind of just singles, like oh yeah, you know, instead of like a, co a cohesive album, it's oh yeah, here's another single based on whatever we wanted to write, you know. And I believe this is a one of the tracks that they were like demoing for like the summertime gladness, you know, like that or that could have been in place of summertime gladness, if you know what I mean, you know. Um, did Did you talk about that in the last after or artificial selection episode? Uh, I think we we made mention that some of these songs were made during a period like as B sides. 
when they yeah. were writing the EP, like the summertime single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Story of My Bros and Flash. Like those are two. Like they were kind of demoing that I could have taken that spot, but you know, Summertime Gladness won out. Or I, I, like I think I heard an interview that implied at least one of those tracks. Were, you know, or at least uh, demo. No, what? If that's if that's the truth, that's a smart choice. Summertime Gladness comparison to those yeah. three songs, I would say Summertime is definitely the strongest of those. Three. Yeah. Uh, well. I think I don't, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I don't have to think about it, but I I think I don't think summertime gladness would have fit on the album though. So I think yeah, it kind of all works yeah. out. I think summertime is strong enough to stand on its own. Yeah, That's yeah. It's, a, it's a good yeah. season. It's it's, sure. the, it's the summerest of all. Yeah, those three songs. Scream it's summer, um most, them and the um afterburner singles, right? So summary. Totally. Mm-hmm. Blood Wolf, too. Shoot, yeah. Blood Wolf. Yo, Ryan. Yeah. What's up, I know, bro? Uh, differing thoughts on, you know, or, you know, interesting thoughts on this song. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be as uh, sincere and uh, polite as possible. While not my favorite song on this album, Flash is, it's all right. It's okay. It's definitely not uh, my go-to. I wouldn't uh, brush my teeth to it. I wouldn't. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't run to my uh, nearest Bluetooth speaker and uh, hook it up just to hear uh, Flash. You're literally it's a, me right now. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm adding it to every playlist <laughs> right now. But um, I think it's 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 a decent song. I think it kind of starts like a downturn for the. Uh, album for me i feel like uh there's a collection of songs on this album that kind of just uh do a little bit of meandering and uh yeah i mean that's as nice as i can put it like i don't want to like sit here and like clown on it or dissect it and try to like just find reasons why i'm not like it's not my favorite song but um how dare you specifically wrote the song for you to brush your teeth to damn (laughs) Um, I kind of agree with you, Ryan, though. Like, I mean, I do like the album way more than you do, but, um, the, I kind of feel like the middle kind of does, kind of drags a little bit, too. But I, I kind of do think that sometimes I do just kind of, like, zone out, though, when I listen to, to, like, whole albums, so I don't know. That might be it, but I think I, I I don't necessarily find this song that compelling. The middle of this album isn't helping that cause, though. Yeah. I think Flash is actually a fan favorite. Uh, really? When it comes to the album, yeah. I guess I'm a, I'm a hipster, bro. I'm a no, mad hipster. Right now. Yeah, that, that's kind of one of what I wanted to get. You don't even like Dance but Gavin Dance, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I'm very arrogant. I'm the worst Dance Gavin. I make Dance Gavin Dance fan. So you're, base, you're basically uh, Anthony Fantano. Yeah, base, uh, strong four for this song. You know what I mean? Strong four. <laughs> strong four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's pretty high for four a Dance Gavin Dance song. Four out of twenty? No. Yeah, four but out of twenty. I would. I would say two I, out of ten. I One wouldn't out of be. Five. I would. I wouldn't be that cruel. I, if I had to give it like an actual number, I'd give it like a six. I guess you're on the wheelie hey, wheelie jeans. It is track number six. Yeah, there you go. It's eleven right. out of ten for me. It's. So it's it's interesting that you say it kind of meanders around the middle. I point. believe it's six out of fourteen or thirteen for me. Thirteen. I like eight out of the thirteen tracks on this album. I, I yeah, 
Five of them. Five of them. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not trying to hop on the front and try to say like, oh, like they're the worst songs. I'm just saying like, they're not like the songs I search for the most in the discography. If I, cause I love all dance, Gavin dance, but if I'm going to pick favorites, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For sure. I get that, man. Yeah. Like I said, and it's interesting cause like, you know, flash number six, but right after flash, uh, shoot the rattler. Like whoa, 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 whoa! Did everybody talk about Flash yet? No. Wait, David. Oh, I thought, huh? Cash um, has to talk about Flash. Oh, I thought he or did. not. I'm sorry. He he, he gave Just like opinions. It's all right, guys. He gave no, opinions. We already had one negative uh, opinion about it. We we can skip the other one, right? Uh, it's not a negative Cash opinion. <laughs> I pointed out the things I liked I about the song. I want to hear Cash's thoughts because I I didn't oh. have a completely yeah. negative opinion. I was just unbiased towards it. Dude, it was yeah. so well, negative. I mean, I thought the guitars on the song was were really cool and nice. Um, I do kind of think the drums and bass kind of got swept aside a little bit, and they probably should have turned them up. Um, I like the chorus, um, and it's uh kind of different than the other than um other courses on the album but yeah i don't really have much to say about it yeah shoot drums for sure like i agree with that sentiment yeah i would say it's more (sighs) and vocal driven you know though even they have you know a bunch of verses where uh what is it that you know there's that verse for tillian's like i'm at the top of my little world you know where the you know the guitar is just kind of Moving along, it's you know it's, it's setting a nice guitar, little. The guitar part is dope in that. The I know it's really nice. Yeah, it is. It's uh, kind of more of that like swan, more like standard swan core sound. Not that there's like a standard, but yeah, a little bit. Well, also you know that the badass word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, no, I like that part because it's like, you know, it, it does have like that swan core sound to it, but it's also the way it's used during the verse. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, we have this catchy sound and we're going to use it throughout this whole little section before they switch it up, you know? Like, it, it kind of brings it back to the war, more standard poppy kind of structures, you know what I mean? I think it's just a good match, you know? Like, and, I, um, I love John's part. Yeah, I was about to say that. And the lyrics mm-hmm. are, are, like, pretty goofy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it just makes for, like, a really feel-good song. And then uh, Tillian oh. adds, like, a, a vocal track for, like, backing vocals in the last chorus that kind of, uh, mm. I don't know, it really fills the song and, and brings it. Wait, is that Tillian on the backing vocals, or is that someone else? No, that's Tillian. That's Tillian. Okay. That's yeah, that's pretty low, but. See, yeah, I like that, you know, that last, the, the backing vocals, but, like, I kind of feel like, okay, we're repeating this a third time. We kind of have to add something to it, or it's going to sound kind of land or scale yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it i feel like it's a lot of stop and go like i really like tillian's interlude I mean, like the soft little like they don't know you very well part like that stuff is really cool i really love john mess on the song but i just feel like it's kind of just it just circles it just circles around you know it, it's more it's more of a traditional like song format i guess where you go you know like verse chorus yeah and end on a chorus again but I think that's more of a compliment to the chorus. It's, it's a good mm-hmm. one. I get you. Yeah, and 
I feel like Dance Gavin Dance, like, you know, some some fans might like might not like that, you know, based on their roots and, you know, the sound they're going with. But like, you know, dance, you know, they're kind of relying on, you know, some structure here and there to, you know, to make new music. And, you know, I think that's fine, especially when you're coming on 10 albums. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel that. I can give the devil their due. Yeah, I, I think at this point, the band's allowed to do whatever they want. Fuck yeah. Yes. Exactly. Hell yeah. I mean... Any band, Their next like, album better be industrial. Yeah, one hundred percent. If they feel uh, it like doing, better be Witch House. <laughs> it better be just a trap house album. That's all I'm saying, man. Oh, dude. Featuring no, Daft, featuring Daft Punk. Just that's it. You know. When I was in high school, I was in this band, and like we were just kind of like a pretty basic indie band for most of the time. Then one month, the singer who like wrote all the songs decided we're just gonna be industrial. And like for a whole month, we're trying to do industrial music, and then we just gave up. <laughs> industrial music, but like I'm guessing this wasn't in like the '90s, so that's pretty, no, it wasn't the '90s. This was like idea. in 2012. That's so pretty brave. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, it, it was pretty out there. <laughs> now, was, when you say industrial, are you are you talking about like a uh, prodigy? No, it was not like prodigy. It's more like. I don't know. What, what was this? that? What was that band that that covered Blue Monday? Um, oh, Orgy. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it'd be like that. But it was more like it was kind of goofy, though. It was almost like kind of almost reminded me of like clown music because it was like <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we ready to move on to the Rattler? <laughs> uh, is that an industrial song? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, kind of. <laughs> if there ever was an industrial song on a Dance Game and Dance album, I think The Rattler might be it. <laughs> so, but not really. I'm not familiar with industrial, to be honest. What? what? Industrial. Um, think, think, nine, think, think Nine Inch Nails. Just yeah. Like, that's like the most popular version of it I can think of. People think, who think wear um. Hair with a labray piercing. Ministry. Like that <laughs> Yeah, lots of leather and latex. There's a really good. The there's Matrix. A really the good, Matrix. Yeah, that's cyber goth. But um, uh, I feel like uh, if you want like a really good modern band that's doing industrial right now, go with Teeth. Sure. They got like they, it's spelt with two threes instead of e's. They're really good. I saw them play with him and CKY. They were like really cool. Like I don't usually like vibe with like modern industrial, more of like that old school flavor. But Angel Teeth. Is it teeth? Teeth with two threes instead of e's. Yeah, that, that's what came up for me. Angel teeth with the threes, but yeah, I guess it's not angel. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, looking at them, but yeah, like so you the said, rattler? Uh, yeah, I feel like the rattler definitely picks up the pace. You know, if you'd say the last one meandered. What y'all think? That's true. Uh, well, the rattler. It's my uh, second favorite, or I think it's my third favorite song off the album. And it features our boy, Martin B. from Secret Band. Of course. Go figure, another heavy Dance Gavin Dance song with the Martin feature on it. Um, I think we get a great performance from John and Matt as well. Um, I think like the hev- like the heavier songs bring out a better performance from Matt or... Maybe, like, I don't know, uh, maybe just for, like, me, like, 
I, I seem to pick up more on his drumming uh, the heavier that the song is. Oh, I'm with you. With, I'm with you on that, Moses. And, and I think the Rattler has like the best chorus out of like all their like heavier secret band like songs. Oh, the, um, you mean the Tillian feature? Yeah, yeah, the Tillian part. Um, like the like instrumentally, it actually reminds me of a uh, the song "Get Well Soon" by Reggie and the Full Effect. It kind of has like mm-hmm. a wobbly mm-hmm. synth. Yes, I, I really I like that a little effect to have yeah. it. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's, it's definitely the catchier Tillian part, where it just comes mm-hmm. in out of nowhere. You know what's cool about this song? It has two features. Not only uh Martin, but it actually features uh, backing vocals from Andrew at the bridge. Huh? Like he's the one sure uh, does. worth fighting for uh, at the end. Oh, I thought that was Tillian, but okay. Yeah, I can see it. It's it's Andrew Wells. Um, Whoa, I don't know. That's cool. Does anybody want to go? Uh, I know Cash was trying to say something. Oh, yeah, I don't have any idea what the fuck to make of this song, but I do like it. <laughs> I guess... Um, it's pretty chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it is very chaotic. Based off um, the whole thing we're talking about, the middle meandering, I think... While this song might have been placed here to keep that from happening, I don't think it quite accomplishes, like, it, it doesn't quite pull you back in the way it probably should. It just, I, I just, like, it's, I think it's too abstract to really, gr- like, grasp, and then, like, in a way that, like, allows you to get back into the album, like, if you get bored of it in the middle. Not necessarily bored, but, like, you zone out. Um... But it's a pretty wild song. Absolutely, uh, uh, yeah. It, I think it's its own thing. It's like it's, I mean, like it's it's another track that's doing its own thing, you know. And it, it yeah. doesn't, like I said, that's the kind of the, the theme. It's a it's album with singles, so it's not going to be very cohesive and you know be re- really well, related to different songs. I'd say I, I'm not saying it's for the cohesiveness. It's like you would have Flash, and then you ha- and you can put. Right when the album starts to like maybe turn, like in like you zone out, like you could put Flash here, and it kind of and it could like wake you up or not or uh, the Rattler here, and it could like you know pull you back in, get your attention again. But I don't necessarily think it does that because it's just kind of like very abstract. So, but I mean, it's a cool song for sure. It's not necessarily something I listen to regularly, but it's like I appreciate like the artistry behind it because it's very, very weird. Like it's like I don't even think I think it's I don't even think there's a key to it. It might just be chromatic stuff, but yeah, I like it. Oh, you think so, dude? Um, Tilling course is cool too. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is, you know, out of the songs he features, this is definitely one of the higher ranked, like, if he had to rank it, like, you know, I, I like him more on this versus, like, the other, you know, secret band-esque songs, you know? Definitely. Hey, Ryan, what you got? Um, All I know is I fucking, uh, I'm not a fan of the beginning oh. of the song at, like, all. <laughs> when I- when I hear it, all I'm like is like, wow, I wish I was listening to a secret band song that was like a lot better than this. But um, apart like, apart from like the introduction, which I'm not like huge on because it just 
I don't know. It feels like John Mess trying to be John Mess for the sake of being John Mess. But um, other than that, um, I feel like Tillian's parts are pretty strong. I feel like the middle of the song has got like some strength to it. But for me, like I like I don't like knowing that it's got like Andrew and like Martin and all these like nice features. I don't want to like talk shit about the song, but yeah, it's not my favorite. Right on, right on. I hope yeah. um, if somebody goes up to the band and says, "Hey, there's uh, this podcast about you guys called the Demo Team. You should listen to uh, this episode." I hope they don't, they're not talking about this episode. Y'all are just... really hard to hard to please. <laughs> man. <laughs> man, don't. When we get to slouch, I'll start sucking dick. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's gonna be slouching it, over. Uh, <laughs> But no, if anything, for me, that intro, that's like, I feel like someone slammed two cups of coffee down my throat once I woke up. That's what that intro I, is for yeah. me. It's, very, it's jarring. It's jarring a little bit. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> let's it's go. Definitely, it's definitely, it's, it's like, it's going for that shark dad thing, you know, where it's trying to unnerve you. It's trying to pull you up from the seams of your stuff. And like. I dig that. I dig. I dig what he's going for because I like. He does it again later in the song with ashes, ashes, ashes. I like that. That shit sounds cool, but just like pretending like he's Alpha Five from Power Rangers and just going, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not. I love that. I'm just not. I'm sorry. I'm like maybe I'm fucking stupid. I don't know, but um. I'll like, say it right now. In a like, live setting, like you can't help but to like jump in on it and and just feel I'm like a, I'm in a live setting. I'm ready for it. But if I'm listening to DGD on shuffle and then like that just comes out, <laughs> Dude, I'm no turning fair. up. I'm turning up if it's on shuffle. That's why you're the man, Moses. You got you got the balls to do that. I'm a but, weak, impudent little boy that like he has the the courage to like just not like this song, but. It makes me weak. You're stronger than me. I'm sorry. No, man, not at all. You know, different, different uh, strokes for different folks. Jeez, this Ryan. One, this one rattles me. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't I like it. It rattles Ryan, too. Yeah, Bro, guess, Bro, when we get to mothership, trust me, I'm going to be slobbing all over knobs night and day. But, like, just, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry to everybody listening that loves artificial selection. It's just, this isn't my favorite. DGD yeah, album. So I'm sorry. It sounds like you, you and Cash are just kind of getting uh, bored during like this section of the album, and and like I don't know, Cash kind of felt like this is supposed to like kind of pick the listener back up, but like let me like reiterate, dude. Like you start off with "Son of the Robot," which you know, say what you will, that's the intro. Like "Midnight it's Crusade," good. like I a like really punchy song. It's like fast paced. Mm -hmm. uh, suspended in this disaster, you have like a big chorus. Yes. Air is kind of like your melodic, almost like slow ballad, but it really picks up in the outro. Kind of makes you feel good. Oh yeah. Now, Wait. Oh, oh never mind. Just was... kind of like a like kind of a weird spacey vibe. Then you go to Flash, and Flash is super poppy. You feel good. You're singing along. You're you know, you're in you're in your car or, or or some shit, and like the rattler just comes on, and you start a mosh pit, bro. So like I like I don't know, I just don't see where where you guys are, like 
like, yeah, I'm not really picking up on what you guys are saying as far as, like, the album's dragging. Well, it's obvious. Ryan just isn't a fan of scary kids scaring kids, you know? <laughs> you know, I really yeah. doubt that that's true, but... No, I mean, you, just, you might have just insulted Ryan. <laughs> no, are we are we, wait, I don't even know where this came from, but are, are, are we done with the Rattler? Um, well, I was going to say this whole down part of the album, I think it starts at Count Basie, goes through Flash. The Rattler doesn't quite pull you back in. And then, well, I guess you have Shelf Life as like a Hail Mary kind of in that regard. But I'm a, yeah. a, a, a I will, I will say it. I love, I love Count Basie and I love Shelf Life. Like there's there's two songs that just kind of take me out of it. But Shelf Life, like most people, like I've heard, I've seen a lot of people diss on Shelf Life, and I'm glad it's the next song we're talking about. And I'm glad it's finally a chance for me to gush for something I really like because Shelf Life is awesome because it's exactly what like I wanted out of a Dance Gavin Dance on this album because it's a definite turn of pace for them. You know what I mean? Like it's more down tempo. It's more melodic and it definitely has like that kurt travis like solo album feel to it you know what i mean yeah no yeah. and that that last comment i made it was literally based off of you know you're not liking the john mass being all wacky and screaming and all of that and the weird you know the weirder aspects that's literally it was just it was just a force joke on that Shout out Scaring Kids, Scaring Kids, man. I love yeah. Wait, Ryan, do you like Scaring Kids, Scaring Kids? Yeah. I love... Um, I don't like them. I love... I love Scary Kids. I used to have Scary Kids... Scaring Kids merchandise. Like, CDs, t-shirts, posters. Like, they were amazing. Like, rest in peace, Tyson. Huh? Dude, I, I wish I could have seen them. You know, I, I was lucky enough to see them live when he was alive. When he was alive. But yeah. like, I really wish I could have seen that reunion with uh, with Cove. Yeah, bro. Like, you have no idea. Like, stay still. Try to get on the bill. We couldn't get on the bill. I tried to buy a ticket for Chain Reaction. We couldn't. Nah, dude. That thing was sold out a month dude, in advance. It, it, was... it was so huge that a rapper that I listened to was at that show. Like, little, this rapper uh, named Lil Housebone, which like, I mean, I never knew he was into into like post hardcore or scene music like he he's pretty i don't know just raps about like some rap shit you know like like you know the like lyrical subjects not different than what you would hear in like i don't know a song by like future or lil wayne or whatever and to see him like go on ig live he's like dude i'm at the like scaring kids scaring kids sh- uh, reunion and i was like what the fuck like it really uh gave me a sense of like fomo because like if i dude if i was there and saw that he was there like i would have like flipped out but anyways uh we're talking about shelf life right um like i gotta say that i love the transition uh from like flash to the rattler to shelf life like you got something kind of poppy summer vibe to something like heavier and and you know crazy sounding and then you have shelf life which is kind of like i don't know is it dance gavin dance's saddest song definitely a cool down shelf to yeah um nah so, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing there's chain- early stuff that could beat it i mean nothing yeah, shameful nothing is shameful. pretty sick. 
It's pretty fucking sad. Like Andrew Wells, like made me depressed. Nothing well, shameful, okay, but, but, and it's definitely I mean, a contender, like, though. Like a lot of Moses, Johnny stuff. Well, what Moses is saying though, it's definitely a contender because it is a very like downtrodden, like lyrical song. Like this is this is somebody that's like feeling like their like existence in somebody else's life is just being put on the shelf. You know, yeah. like that sucks. Yeah. Shameful isn't as sad sounding instrumentally as. This song, like, I think it really gets sad once Andrew comes in. But, like, I don't know. I think because of, like, the how this song is instrumentally, like, the majority of the song is kind of, like, emo-sounding. Um, dude, I, I wish I could go back uh, to the day when this album first dropped. And, like, I didn't really do it. Like, I didn't look anything up. I didn't see if there was any features or whatever. I was driving to the beach. And I turned it on, and, like, right before I parked, Shelf Life came on, and it, it just, like, really surprised me. I was not expecting to hear Kurt on the album. And, like, oh, dude, that was such a great moment. And, like, I hope, I don't know, a lot of people had, like, kind of a similar experience of, like, just being utterly and pleasantly surprised by, like, hearing Kurt on a Dance Gavin dance song again. Um Right, I, I, I yeah. didn't expect in the future at, at all. Honestly. I thought people in, knew about that before, but yeah, I didn't know I about it. But in in addition, I really enjoy like the guitar riff and and the bass riff uh, during John's uh, vocals, like during the chorus, oh, and yeah. um, like Matt's drumming, like in the verse where he's just kind of like hitting away at the toms, like kind of compliments that like like emo vibe like almost like like yeah it was almost like nine almost 90s emo sounding um i don't know uh what do you got david yeah if anything i'd say that that part where the guitar and the bass and the drums take over and at least in the john section that's like the most kinetic and my personal favorite part of the song and uh, I just want to say that. But uh, what was the question? You said this is the most depressing DGD song, or? just the most the, their saddest song. That is, I'd say happiness from happiness. You know, happiness, and you know, oh, of course, yeah. the Kurt track. That's um, that's 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 actually like a really good contender because I mean, what's sadder than I mean, being put on the shelf is sad, but like somebody dying and you having no connection to them anymore, like that's ooh. yeah, that's that's probably more emotional weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I want to listen to happiness now. But no, I, I think I have like a different it. view of what's of like sad music. I think than y'all, because I mean, like, yeah, it's sad, but it doesn't really like hit me like sad. Like other stuff hits me as sad when it comes to dance game and dance. Usually, what's your saddest song? On uh, dance game and dance song, or just like generally speaking, dance game and dance. Uh, I mean. I think the one that like gets me the most emotional is probably Purple Rain, but I think at least we're having sad. at least we're having fun. Yeah, uh, that's so, it's so sad when Johnny's like, "Blow away!" <laughs> or like, <laughs> I was actually does that though. It's fucking or, awesome. Um, I'm not gonna talk shit. I love that. <laughs> previously, punchy seed. Punchy seed. Neither one of those songs strike me as sad. Like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. it's like that's like Lost Lover sad. Yeah, you, or like it, Perfect is kind of sad. 
I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say it's sad, but I. I mm. The guy's like, I was willing to admit you were perfect, like before, but now not so much. Yeah, it's like that line's kind of sad, and uh, what's? I, the, I would say shelf life is better than that, though. I I feel yeah. like. Per- I think perfect. It it just feels like it's more of like an inconvenience that you're not perfect than like oh this I, is yeah the, I get I I think maybe the I like I kind of like emotionally kind of understand like Johnny more than like I would say like hurt like well not necessarily like like I resonate more with like Johnny stuff than I do with like Kurt stuff when it comes to like that kind of emotional appeal and then I don't really think Tillian has that emotional appeal either. So, I, like, Johnny, Pat, like, he, his voice definitely is able to evoke emotions um, as far as, like, the melodies he comes up with and, like, yeah. delivers things. But, I, like, if, it, if you're, like, a sad boy, I think Kurt is the saddest of the three. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, boy's got, that boy's got some hurt. He emotion more than, more than the other two. But, baby, I'm a baller. <laughs> Tilly and himself. but uh, he he definitely can go more emotional especially like on man of the year uh doesn't know how to be turn out the part two. uh i guess exposed was pretty it was kind of it was like a pretty yeah exposed. emotional tillian song yeah i really yeah. that too i'm just going through like the i'm like looking through the discography right now and trying to think about yeah. Is... We just went off on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good topic, though. I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like it. It's, well, obviously, I, mean, I, I also don't really look at the lyrics that much either. I mean, I do to oh, some no. extent, but like, not probably not as much as I don't like dive into them usually ever, unless like, I mean, there was like a time when I was like looking for like maybe to get like some dance, like a dance and dance tattoo, and I was like, huh. well. And I, I was looking through lyrics and stuff, but like I didn't really find anything that appealed to me. So, or I mean, like I did, but like I don't. Nothing. I, that it took a while to. I, I I only found it like once I stopped looking for it. I could vibe with that because I, yeah. I I think what it is like dance Gavin Not dance, that like, I condone dance Gavin dance tattoos. <laughs> way, to, way to go! Way to go! I was just about dance Gavin dance tattoos real quick. <laughs> We're gonna talk about dance Gavin dance tattoos. Wait, should I or should I not? Go for um, it. I don't know. It depends what we you're need, gonna do. We need I mean, content. We need content. We have an hour I'm and a half. Probably gonna get one eventually if I get tattoos. I mean, I don't have any tattoos right now, but I do kind of want to get like a sleeve at some point. If Ooh. you're getting a dance gem and dance tattoo, I mean, just like not, one. I would be part of a sleeve. A knife going through a strawberry. <laughs> All right. You I'm not gonna get a knife going through a strawberry. To get it's, it. Almost certainly gonna be like a reference from like one of the Johnny albums for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, like I, I'm just some strawberries. Don't don't get that little dude on the raft with like. Oh, I'm not gonna the, do that either. With the pussy vultures like lyrics, because that dude on the raft, first of all, is from the Happiness cover. Yes, I know. Putting, oh. You're putting pussy vulture lyrics, like. Like to that tattoo, it makes no sense. Dude, that um, that that guy with that oh, Pulsey Vultures—that's a very sad song. That that gives me that's yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent. That's probably like that's, top that's five the saddest song right there. Sure, that's uh, like you fuck something up with your girlfriend. You like listen to Pussy Vultures. It just like to me, it just sounds so like 
eh, that that it takes away from the sadness. See, but I, know, I disagree on the rafting. Uh, I, I I know like a lot of people do like listen to it when they're sad and like have some kind of emotional attachment uh, to that song. Uh, it just like yeah, it missed to me, I guess. Um, I kind of like how they connected the raft to you know an earlier a- uh, album, Happiness. You know, like I feel like fans connecting more. You know, it's a boat. God dang it! <laughs> I mean, it's like a pretty it's a it's iconic thing, and so it's Rose. easy to like. It's a robot. It's easy to get a tattoo of that and like obviously know what it is. Let me look at this shit up. It's a rowboat, fuckers. Okay, so we're he's practicing for his crew race. (laughs) What's next? Is that it's it's self-titled a marble? (laughs) (laughs) What's it like to be a marble? What's it like to be the big eight on the Mothership (laughs) album? <laughs> Wait, did everybody talk about shelf life already? Um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I think me I and Cash remember. need to touch on it a little okay. more. I could too, probably, but yeah, yeah. Feel so great. he's got to go back to it, basically. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, I was before I, go, I'll, I'll go into my opinion, but uh, before I was gonna touch on like the saddest DGD song is obviously Attack of the Young, Dashing, and Bold because it doesn't exist on Spotify or any streaming <laughs> service. That's is that a, um? Yes. That's that, only on YouTube. That's a demo. Demos, that's a right? super old demo. Yeah. That's like that's like pre, that's like pre whatever I say is Royal Ocean. Yep. Oh man. Whenever we were trying to decide what we were gonna do for this, I was kind of like wanting to go like start at the demos, like the really unknown ones, and like work our way up. No, but... it's better. To, it's better. It's worked out great for us. Yeah, way. they work out well. Yeah. Yeah. I will say like uh, since, dance, I, Kevin dance. since I mentioned that, isn't the isn't doesn't it like a guitar part appear on like Chucky versus the giant tortoise that was in Attack of the Dashing Young and Bold? Yes. Right. Yeah. The intro is a. Uh, yeah, the down section. The, the intro is that guitar riff reworked. Nice. And it, it, yeah, I, I definitely, I get you. But uh, shelf life. Um, as I said earlier, like my words still stand. Like this is a great song. Like people that were expecting like a high octane Kurt song, like tough, tough titties. But um, like there's definitely high octane parts that John Mess provides. Like Kurt's vocals in this song, I'm gonna say, or like it's a definite like full circle moment because like as we all know why he was uh, asked to leave the band, but for him to come back and like put, put like hit the strength of his vocals on display is like a true, like coming of age tale, like Rudy or uh, remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe something like that. <laughs> More like invincible. Yeah, there you go. Not, um, not uh, probably cars. <laughs> Yeah, Cars. Cars 2 with uh, Larry the Cable Guy. No, not Cars 2. Cars 1. <laughs> it's the redemption story. Okay, so of, you of, Larry the ca- of Larry the Cable Guy. What does Cars 2 have to do with this? Uh, it was the, the he was giving examples of sports movies that Kurt was like, and I was like, Cars. Yeah, because huh? uh, Ka-Chow. Ka-Chow. But then again, he doesn't really redeem himself. He loses. It's like Rocky. Yeah, there you go. But he's okay but with losing. But that, so yeah, maybe you're all right. But that in itself is 
the like the moral the triumph, rock, right? Yeah, it's the triumph of going the distance of people saying that he would never be anything and like never accomplish anything, and he went the distance with the world heavyweight Wait, champion. Are you talking about cars? Because that's no, not what about, that's talk about Rocky. Dude, let's talk about the songs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, you man. mean like Invincible? Like Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> no, Space Jam is more like cars. But then he wins in Space Jam, though. Hey, shut the fuck up, David. <laughs> <laughs> Show fly, bro. I've never seen Rudy, though, so I don't know what happens. Show fly. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Rudy, the guy who, he, in real life, he got, um... He got in trouble for insider trading, so... Nobody cares. <laughs> on, shelf life, on Shelf Life, Rudy uh, is not the lyrical content, but on Shelf Life, David, what do you think? Shelf Life. Um, so... Um, so I, I love how the guitar is interesting, dreamlike vibes, and... I don't know, it's one of the more mellow, really... Like I said, it's super dreamy and almost, um... I don't know. Almost a bit of a romantic vibe with the guitar. I don't know. Like, it's a very interesting vibe, it, but it's it's it, you know it definitely sticks out to me, and I like that. And you know, Kurt, you know, he works well with that more reserved, uh, emotional vibe. So I feel like you know he has a lot of room to work with here. You know, good stuff. And I you know, it, I, you know, I'm a Kurt fan, and I yeah, Ryan, I'm one of those guys that wanted a more something you know more relatable to what we had on his previous dgd stuff you know like yeah something more funky more <laughs> energetic you know something more rocking so i wasn't expecting I, this can i can i can i just on that note since you said that can i say that in kurt's previous works is there a song like shelf life uh with dgd um is there Maybe uh, this was maybe this was something ooh. Kurt wanted to do. Um, Swisher one, maybe kind of something like that. Or... Yeah, definitely. Like or, maybe well, like hot water on wool. Yeah. No, not like that. Yeah. No. That song's I dope. Wish it was that. <laughs> but that's what people. I think that's caviar. what people wanted. No, I guess there isn't really one like that. I mean, yeah, but David, continue on shelf life. Yeah, so, you know, it's not exactly the direction, like, I would want, like, oh, yeah, they're having this lineup again. Oh, yeah, I hope they do this. But, like, you know, I do uh, I do like what they came out with, you know, something new, fresh, you know, not reliving the past, you know, that, that type deal. That's all good. Uh, and John Mess, you know, he brings the energy and, the you know, the, the rhythm section, the guitar. They bring it, you know, so there's that to enjoy. And, like I said, it's probably my favorite part of the song. Um, so I enjoy it for that. And, of course, Tillian gets a feature. You know, I, I, you know, shoot, we got Kurt and Tilly. You know, yeah. it's good stuff. Pretty notable, you know. So overall, you know, it's uh, it's probably my least listened song on the album. But, you know, all in all, it's a solid track. You know, good good stuff. Well, that's my take. Uh, Cash? All right. So let me think of what sports movie I can compare it to. Boy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> um, so I guess the problem with Shelf Life for me is that I don't really like the way it starts. And so it kind of, for a long time, I think that kind of like 
left a bad taste in my mouth, like, as I listened to it. And then I kind of recently, when I've been re-listening, like, I liked the song before. I thought it was fine. But I've been listening to it recently for this um, episode. And I think, and and I've definitely, it's come around more. I think um, the chorus is probably the best part of it. Um, And, like, the harmonized, and the harmonization is really cool too, but uh, I guess I don't, something about like the way it starts like doesn't I don't really like it, but like I think it gets really powerful like towards the end of the song. So Namaste. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You, sh- you usually don't hear Will Spawn starting off a you know a song with that kind of guitar structure, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Shoot, and I guess the guitar is I guess the guitar kind of reminds me of like Kurt's like solo stuff and things outside the band so definitely I can resonate with that yep. very different overall for DGD oh yeah but I mean I feel like the John Mess part kind of brings it back down to that like DGD setting you know for sure yeah definitely I love it so yeah, much. I do like the screaming parts for sure. Mm-hmm. With, like the whole Kurt and Tillian harmonization with it. What about what do you think of like Kurt hitting that like that, that just that when he's like when you feel any different like just that like that coarse like roar that he's got you know what what you think about that Cash? Like what do you mean exactly? Are you talking about? What the, do you are you talking about when? Different? What do you feel? I mean, I think there's other parts of the songs I found more notable though than that like that's, definitely that's, like when him and Tillian are like harmonizing with each other as John screams like that's like mm-hmm. that gets me way more than that part I get you yeah I'm glad you mentioned that yeah that uh, yeah where they're both harmonizing that that part that see that's yeah that's like it's a part of the whole John part it's see it's like the whole band is going at once I think that's why it's kind of the best like it's like one cohesive chorus for everybody basically kind of All right. Yep. Let's shoot. Should I'm we uh, slouch into slouch? Let's do Bro. it. Slouch is the shit, man. That's my shit. This track's a banger, man. It does Dude. not shit enough. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. Like from like the opening bass line, like from start to finish, the song is just it pops, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, dude. If you love yourself, some Tim, shoot. Yeah. He's here to shine, man. He starts the song off. This, this song definitely has an awesome uh, bass line. And um, for all the, like, gearheads or, or, like, pedal nerds that are wondering uh, what Tim used to kind of get that oh, really... Oh, it's like, like Overdrive, right? No, it's a, it's a MXR micro flanger pedal. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so it was a pedal. Like, they kind of gave it that wearing effect. Especially yes. in the beginning. I love that. That's great. Sounds beautiful and fuzzy. Um, I, I don't really have much to say about the song. Like, it's it's a great song for sure. Um, I think my favorite part about it is that, that bass and and how uh, cool it sounds. Um, yeah, the only other thing I, I really have to say about, about the song is that this is the second song that John mentions uh, Broccoli in the lyrics. Can of broccoli. <laughs> oh yeah. I hey. mean, I guess. Um, 
what's his name was pretty big back then when this song came out. Flowrider? No, not Flowrider. <laughs> not Pitbull? Uh, the guy who made Broccoli. Broccoli Rob? John probably just uh, um, the, jolly, <laughs> the Jolly Green Giant? Wait, no, um, that's Peas. Dram and Lil Yachty? Yeah, Dram and Lil Yachty. So Broccoli was kind of a big deal back then. When this came out. But... Didn't Wasn't that original reference like in Downtown Battle Mountain 2? Yeah. Well, it is a very popular vegetable eaten all over the world. It's rich in vitamin A. I don't know what vitamin A does. Is it even that important? I feel like there's vitamin more A vitamins. is essential for your skin, and it's a very it's a power food, man. It helps you with your digestion. It helps keep you healthy. And like honestly, when people say you need to eat your greens, they're usually talking about broccoli, like Rocky too. Mm-hmm. Broccoli too. Hey. Speaking of Rocky, don't you think it's kind of fucked up that in the first one they told her to take the stupid girl to the zoo, and then in the second one Rocky takes uh, Adrian to the zoo? Um, I don't even remember what happened in the second one. <laughs> so slouch. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, what is it, Moses? Like, you had no opinion on like the chorus, where like Talion's kind of like more introspective, like I, like he's literally talking about I lie awake, pacing back and forth. I lie awake. Definitely not one of their strongest, but all around, I love the song. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, don't like, I think they're, I think the course is pretty good on this one, it's yeah, a little different, but it's good. Yes, you know, you know what? I actually wrote a note that there's a uh, crew vocals before the bridge, but I don't remember what the those crew vocals are, but I think they happen uh, during John's part. Yeah, it's oh, like, are you saying about when they all go whoa or whatever? Yeah, yeah, whoa! That yeah. part is yeah. fucking awesome. It's fun, yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I need more of that, dude. Honestly, th- those those are like so awesome because, like, in shows, like they, the crowd gets into it and it just sounds so good. Definitely, I can agree. If you with do that. it right, like everyone clapping during "Sorry You're Not a Winner" or something like that. Um. <laughs> Hmm. Fan interactions are always fun, you know, yeah, where it's like kind of in a studio track, you know. Who has anything to add to Slouch? Um, I do actually. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you can go cash. All right. So I guess I wrote these notes like back when we did the first uh, artificial selection episode. So they're kind of based off those. And so if y'all, if you remember two weeks ago, I was talking about how this is like their quintessential rock album and i think this is like their quintessential rock song on the album um super fun but it's also pretty basic like the progression is pretty like standard as far as rock songs go more structured yeah yeah see that and you know it's cool ass song i mean I don't, i'm not gonna say it's my favorite song on the album but i think it's definitely a solid one and I think as far as like the kind of dip in the middle of the album goes, I, I think this and and I think this song definitely like kind of brings you out of it for sure. And it kind of gets you excited for the end of the album. So I don't know. I feel like like while 
Yeah, it's definitely in the vein of rock. I feel like it has more of like a Minneapolis sound, kind of like a Rick James, like funk. Oh, the the bass heavy. Yeah, it's just it's more it's more it's like very funk driven. It's got like Don't Tell Dave like funk party vibe it, to it. It is I pretty think. funky too. I'll give you that. See, yeah, and I think it's because of like the guitar riff, you know, you know, on top of that freaking already funky bass riff. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it, it's repeated a lot, but, but like it's really. Uh, I mean, I guess it's just not standard like dance guy and dance music either or i mean whatever you consider that to be but it's not like your standard like swan core post hardcore stuff so De- definitely I- not but i don't know if i'd call wow. it potential rock it's definitely for me it's kind of like funk meets punk especially like right. a chorus kind of has like a kind of like a punk pop punk vibe type of thing and of course like the I don't know the verses are more like punk driven. Well, I mean, like Especially when I that. said that, it wasn't necessarily, I don't necessarily mean that like, they were doing a rock song. I was saying like this is like their closest to like a rock song. Yeah. I, no, I, I agree. But like I was just saying, because like, it, like uh, Minneapolis sound bands like Prince and The Time and like even Rick James, like they definitely had rock and roll vibes on their stuff. It was just and, a little more funk. Driven. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think a lot of like bands, like the late seventies, early eighties, kind of had that sound. And I think a lot of people would consider like Prince and like Rick James, like to be rock as much as they consider it to be like funk or disco or yeah, I whatever. can get that. Yeah, most people most people don't know that Prince and Rick James could shred the fuck out of instruments, you know? Yeah, they could. I mean, definitely Prince. He's like fucking destroy guitars, man. I mean, and they're both on Chappelle show, sort of, yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Cold blooded. Um, Charlie Murphy's uh, brother was friends with both of them, or Charlie yeah. Murphy was friends with both of them. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. That, uh, on that, like, in all honesty, Fuck they the were French. They were the Prince and Rick James were like fierce rivals. Like Rick James hates Prince, like before, you know. Passing well, away. I think Prince obviously got the upper end of that one. Yeah. Of course, that drug. might be more Rick James doing. Yeah. I mean, Rick James kind of got in his own way sometimes. Yeah. But shoot, I mean, back to that one song, whatever it's called. Slouch. Slouch. Also, <laughs> before, also, um, <laughs> uh, this one. Prince is a influence for Will Swan. I don't know if Rick James really is that much. So, I mean, have you heard? I mean, they probably are. Those funky bass riffs, bro. Like Tim's gotta like, uh, you know, Super Freak or shit. Well, actually, I remember an interview, and it was like Tim, Tillian, and Will, and they were talking about they. One of the questions was Prince or um or. Uh, at the drive-in and like everyone chose Prince except for Tim he chose at the drive-in so I don't know I mean shit Might that sounds like just... that sounds like somebody who picked Rick James side in the feud bro you... <laughs> uh, I, I guess he's a really hardcore Rick James fan and yeah dude said, he, he doesn't want to let he doesn't want to let you know so, inquiring minds audience based on slouch we want you to find out if Tim is a huge Rick James fan let us know in the comments down below or just ask us questions you can do that too if you want yeah please we, we, ask, we, ask we uh, always forget to press questions so please ask us questions 
please, love please, please. Melissa, we have no one to talk to. We just we're Other just been at home the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Moses is not a fan of Rocky Two. He's more of a Rocky Balboa fan. Rocky Five, you know. Don't even get me started. <laughs> was, that, was that the one that came out in like 2006 or something? Rocky Bobo? Yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. It, like, not the greatest yeah. film in the world, it not a, right. the greatest Rocky. It was fine. It was good. I don't think it I've seen like three or four, though. So, are we it, done with Slouch? Slouch, um, I think we're. we're do you got something to say right. on it, David? I, I do. I stand this song. Okay, but yeah, so this song is more structured, and I, I like it, you know, I like how, um, you know, obviously we all like the bass riff. I never noticed until now how the guitar riff is literally just the bass riff, but, you know, using guitar in it. Uh, you know, I, I, I love it when it's, you know, catchy enough to kind of make its own verse, and then I'll switch to that dissonant chord thing where John kind of comes back before the chorus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like where it Killing kills it on the vocals too, dude. Like those highs, like are sick. Dissonant chords. Are we talking about the Rattler again? No, 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 no. We're going forward, not backwards. Uh, right. No, but we and, aren't though, because we're going the opposite direction in the album order. Are we? Dissonant chords more than I do. I mean, if you say dissonant chords, you just you just think of Drop Dead Gorgeous, right? Well. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind is actually uh, Norman Jean's "Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child." But all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Don't and show your age now. Come on. This in, uh, <laughs> uh, reminds me of when I was in an industrial band for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like so, uh, story of my bros. Are we moving? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, you got anything I else think, to say, David? Yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah, David. Yeah, I was like. Basically, I, I just really like his um, lyrics in this out, uh, this chorus, like in other retrospective, and it's like, yeah, no, if I just kind of stayed focused and stayed on my game, I'd be so much farther. But I, you know, obviously he hasn't, in, you know, in some cases, and he's like lamenting that, and, and it's honestly pretty relatable. And you know, I, I, I like when Tillian's more relatable instead of, oh, I'll be your sugar daddy, you know, oh, I'm a baller, you know, I, re- you know, I can actually connect with the guy, you know what I mean? Um, and then it's funny because after that. The song kind of meanders on these chords, like these notes. They're actually really fun. Like I too, when I was listening listening to this track, I had to kind of tab it out for myself. They're really fun. But um, the song kind of meanders on these, you know, that notes, and then the chords kind of kind of come in as an as a harmony. And the me kind of speaks to me like, oh yeah, like the, the guitar is kind of meandering along, and then it's joined by the chords, and it's like, hey yeah, we're all slouching. And then the gang vocal vocals come in, and it's like, yeah, like I said, we're all slouching, you know. And then John comes in, he's all pissed off, and it's just a, a fantastic way to end the album, or the al- not the album, the song, you know what I mean? I just feel like it kind of has themes that reflect. But overall, yeah, fire song. Go listen to it again, please. <laughs> But if anything else, yes. Story of my bros. DGD does pop. Oh up. wait, when we Better do story than... of my bros, we're gonna have to talk about the acoustic briefly. Yeah, too. yeah. Okay. So yeah, forgot about that. Dance Gavin Dance doing pop punk better than most pop punk bands. I should add, <laughs> right? Yes. Sad but true, uh, and I'm a huge pop punk fan. Sad uh, but true. You know, like they they've alluded that, you know, this is them just kind of joking around, but like they did, you know, they did a good job like pulling the sound off. 
it's got a, a beautiful bridge too, like instrumentally and mm. uh, you know, Tilling's vocals. Um, and I kind of like the songs where John Mesk uh, like kind of breaks that fourth wall. You know, he like jumps in and says, I like to make a mess and shit on everything. Like, <laughs> you know, he's kind of talking about his like lyrical content and how, like, I feel like he's people, become self aware. Yeah. And people try uh, to take it too literally when, in fact, you know, he just, he's just fucking around and he does it so well, too. Right. I'd say that's the second best John line before, uh, I'm smoking weed out of a pussy filled with money. I like this. That's probably my yeah. favorite John Lennon. So, That's a good one. I'm glad like, he said like, it and not Tillian. <laughs> <laughs> like Cash mentioned, you know, they did the acoustic version for Pop or Punko's Acoustic. Um, I, I just feel like it's the easiest song to, to pull off acoustically, you know, um, I mean, what they did? Uh, they did "Death of a Strawberry" acoustic for some like Journey's live session. Um, they did, it's but yeah, you know, like a more pop punk song is gonna be easier to to pull off on on acoustic. So, I guess um, since we're talking about the acoustic version as well, like I'd I'd also like to hear like what song would you guys like to see uh, Dance Gavin Dance do acoustic? A song? Like an, an this album or song? in general? Just yeah. in general. I don't have an answer yet, so uh, yeah, I would love to hear what you guys have to say. But... Are you talking about us, or are you talking about the audience? Oh, you guys. Oh, you guys. Okay. So an already already existing song, but turned you know uh, acoustic, right? Yeah. Huh. Huh. I'll think on that. I mean, you. What do you think Moses? Obviously, talk talk about this uh, the song that we're talking about while we think of this. Uh, who's oh, got? I will say there's probably a lot of good stuff on this album you could do. Because a lot of it's more of your basic, hmm. like more more basic progressions and things like that. So, Yeah. Okay, so does anybody have anything um, for bros? Yeah, I, I guess. Or you go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, like, you were saying, like, what songs you would like to hear, like, acoustic. Um, I would say, like, if I had to pick one, like, one, um, probably Turn Off the Lights and Watching Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> really? And just for the fact I would like to hear what the hell it would sound like, probably uh, Powder to the People, just to hear what how high, like, uh, like that would sound <laughs> on a guitar, because that just sounds like it would be obnoxious on an acoustic. No, I love when acoustic guitars go high. Like, you can even yeah. hear that, like, Strawberry Girls, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, because uh, Will was saying himself, like, the reason why they don't play Turn Off the Lights Part 2 live is just because there's just so much click timing with the drums in the beginning of with the guitar intro. <laughs> I feel like if he did it acoustic, like, that eliminates half the problem for him, you know? Yo, okay, so basically the song's too hard and... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, I, I, he said it, it, like, he thought about it differently, which I totally get. Like, he had a different idea for it, and then they recorded it differently. Like, that's a pretty fair like reason yeah. to not to do it yeah to not like doing changes it. are insane and the, you know yeah. that live yeah i could see how that's difficult but yeah i think it's I love it. I hear it. 
like I don't think it's like too hard for him to do. I think it's more along the lines that like if he has to play this song every night, it just sounds like something he doesn't want to do every single night. Well, like I, it's a pain. I don't think it's, it like. might not be that either. I think it's more like he just it. Not necessarily it's too hard for him, but it's like he doesn't want the liability of doing it and like screwing it up. I guess maybe then throwing everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. That um, band like bands and artists like avoid because they're too hard to pull off live. And I think they've mentioned that that some songs are, and I can't remember. Uh, More challenging. What those songs were, but uh, yeah, like one one time uh, I met Haley Williams after a Paramore show. This was nice. like back in like the earlier days, and I, it might have been like my fifth time seeing them. And like every time that I saw them, they never played the song "Brighter," and it's my favorite song off of the first, uh, like first album. And like I, I asked her, that was like the first question that came to mind. Like, why don't you guys ever play this song live? She's like, I can't pull it off at all. Like, you don't want me to. You don't want to hear me. Like, you know, sing it live. And I thought that was Moses. Kind of- Get yeah. her on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, remember... Uh, you- remember when you said you couldn't sing your own fucking song? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Shout out to Haley Williams. She's the best. Yeah. She's chill. Absolutely. Oh. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that first album again. She's oh, cool, so- unless you ask her, like, the, the two dudes that used to be in uh, Paramore. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Is there bad vibes with that? Or? Um, they, they basic they basically said that she's an industry plant and that uh, their whole band was structured around Haley and her success and that the dad that Haley's dad was like their manager and basically stifled them and tried to focus on Haley. Like I, mean, I, I can see I, it. I, I, Haley driven, that, but... but I did see that that she was the only one that had a. A major label deal, and the band was basically treated as like her, her backing band. band. But I don't yeah. know if that was her doing and her like managers doing, or if it was the label, like labels doing. But yeah, it kind of sucks. And you know, like yeah, that's why the the Pharaoh brothers uh, quit the band. That and you know other drama that that happened as well. Um, but yeah, Zach or not. Is Zach the drummer? The drummer ended up joining, like, yeah, Zach ended up rejoining the band, but their bass player, who's badass, uh, left the band. Which that, so now, like, you have, like, one original member, and then Taylor, who joined after Josh and Zach left. Um, You know, but shout out all those guys. I hope they're they're doing great. Yeah. I would love to see the original. the original Paramore lineup come back together. That'd be dope. Oh, yeah, story of my bros. And, uh, oh, I thought of what song I'd want to uh, hear acoustic, and that's uh, Exposed. Somebody <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah. That would sound that would cool. Be... Seems like a no-brainer. Wow. That'd be like... So, so uh, there's this guy um, in that that dance gavin dance uh uh facebook group that you guys mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago His uh, name is... J- john mess across america something like that uh 
So the guy's name is Jaron Churchwell, and, you know, shout out that guy. But he has done a bunch of, or not a bunch, but uh, like five acoustic Dance Gavin Dance songs. And they're all pretty good. But And one of them was Exposed, and I think that's the best one. And, like, it, it's beautiful. Like, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful sounding song. I'm going to put it on the playlist yeah, to speak. Do you give, um, us the, give us that guy's name one more time, because that sounds like really yeah, cool. Yeah, shout him out. Jaron Churchwell, and here, uh, I'll uh, give you the list of the songs that he does. Powder to the People. Oh, what? Oh, that was going to be the one. one oh, actually, never mind. That was going to be. He does Honey Revenge, Happiness. That's a good one. Exposed, and Pussy <laughs> Vultures. Oh, I was going to say Pussy Vultures. I said oh, I said Powder to the People. Now I really want to check this motherfucker out. What was that, Justin um, Churchwell? Jaron, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you guys uh, his stuff on, on the chat. Let's let's yeah. totally yeah, let's totally let's um, totally make a post for that on the page because that sounds like something that people yeah shut them off for sure yeah y'all know so, the um who the toadies are it's like a band from Texas you know what so when no. I moved to Texas uh, my coworkers were talking about the toadies and I'm like who the fuck are the toadies and they acted I like them met them once. some kind of noob for not knowing who they are <laughs> <laughs> like all right well so is Waterburger like. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone in Texas knows who they are. They like give constant radio play, but like they had an acoustic version of one of their songs. And I'm like thinking about it, it probably would sound like exactly like exposed acoustic. Um, try, I don't remember the name of the song, though, but I like have it in my head. Um, yeah, but, but shout out that guy, Jaron, because I've yeah. talked to him a couple of times um, in the group. And I was like, dude, are you ever going to do a more more covers and i guess he's tried but he hasn't really liked the way that uh they've uh came out so hmm. hopefully he keeps at it and we get we get a new set of uh acoustic covers so i think uh jaron 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 churchwell spell that j-a-r-o-n there you go yeah i i sent you guys a link on the chat cool Definitely. We gotta shout. We gotta shout that guy out because that's uh, that's like really cool. I think uh, "Don't Tell Dave" would be cool acoustic. He did yeah. it right. Like I, you know, I think it had to be Kurt doing it too. But um, mm. and then pretty much the end of "Downtown Battle Mountain" too would probably sound good acoustic. So, oh, I would love Carl I mean, Barker just because of yeah. Ooh, that would I'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty well, good. I change. I change. I change my answer. <laughs> I changed it to the good. I bet you there's a video of Kurt playing Carl Barker acoustic somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. 100% probably. Like, to... he's probably to... sitting on a stool in someone's, like, musty <laughs> basement somewhere in the Midwest, and he's playing. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, he has Swisher, too, at least. Um, yeah. But no, for me, like... Uh... Uh, I say it exposed. Like you picked it out because uh, actually I was learning the chorus of the song and like I was playing it out. You know, I have an acoustic, and I was like, "Yo, this song would sound great as like, an acoustic track." Like you, you could just see Tillian doing a solo. You know, uh, what is it? it? It could be one of his VIP songs. He breaks out and he, you know, he breaks out the old acoustic and he sings exposed. Like I could see it. You could like give the band a break during the uh, concert and just do, do does like uh, expose like in the middle of the set and let everyone else like sit out on the side of the stage or whatever. Yo, expose for Tillian 
people you know for John. We need that. People you know, acoustic? <laughs> no, 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 not acoustic, but like, oh, I, was, right. I want John okay. and Tilly to have their, like, Give Tilly a break. Training. So, like, basically, the band gets a whole break, and then Tillian leaves the stage after he does exposed acoustic, and then um, they all come, they all come out and play. People, you know, bro. Yes, yeah. petition right now. That's like, a that's yeah. not a terrible idea, dude. Well, well since we're since we're on that subject, I was gonna say, do you guys prefer people you know or people you knew? Oh, people you know for sure. Don't make me choose. No. People you knew is like. I think there's definitely a reason why people you knew didn't make the album. Oh, can't necessarily say that about Perfect though. Dang, bro, that's some shade right there. Uh, it's just like it's kind of like weird and mediocre. Oh. But I like I like Whoa. the vision. But <laughs> even yeah, when I was tr- even when I was trashing the songs yeah, I didn't like, I wouldn't say mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. Like, I kind of like the vision. It's like that kind of like a lo-fi kind of just like streaming song. But like, I don't know. I don't think it landed right. You feel like it's a you feel like it's a secret band B-side? Um, probably not. You don't even give it that respect. I see. How I feel like it was something they were trying and it didn't. And it, just it was like, I don't know. Then they, then they needed two songs and they chose that one for some reason. The Demo like, Team Podcast for all your dance, Gavin, dance needs. <laughs> no, exactly. Because people you knew... The, see, I'd say people you knew is like better as a shorter, co- cohesive song. Mm-hmm. And the instrumentals are just fire, man. Like, And they invoke so much emotion, even without the vocals, I'd say. You know, thinking about it, I think... If I think maybe... I think it's underproduced. And I think if like they went back in the studio and like like shined it up a little bit i think it probably would have been a cool song but all right so in its current form i think it i think i desire more yeah but story of my bros yeah the, uh, <laughs> my opinion on that is meh onto hair song whoa um <laughs> it's okay, actually my favorite song so story of my bros is your favorite, favorite song all time all time favorite song on this album or I, I like it more than uh, Stairway to Heaven, um, <laughs> eighteen twelve Overture, um, yeah, Don't but, Stop Believing, yeah, Story of My Bros, uh, Marvin's Room. I respect that y'all like Story of My Bros, but I will just say that I wish the bridge was the chorus, and then I would love this song a million times more. Um, does anybody else have anything to say on Story of My Bros? Uh, um, let me see I think my Story of My Bros is like Flash Part 2. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I like the one-two drums. Like, that's like something they don't ever do ever. Um, which is like the punk beat, like... I mean, the verse <laughs> is... The verse, like, not lyrically, but, like, the progression and, like, the structure is very basic, and it comes out great. Um, very, um, and I think the acoustic version is really fun, too. Definitely. Kind of gives me uh, some 41 vibes because, like, the way it's a punk, a punk pop song, but it still has, like, some cool guitar soloing over it, so. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. All right. Hair song? Hair song. Hair song. Moses? 
Okay, so here's a song. Uh, we have a guitar feature from Andrew Wells. Um, Who's that? You know, from Idola and uh, Dance Gavin Dance's uh, touring second guitar. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, it's actually my favorite song instrumentally on the album. Um, it's just, I don't know, really cool sounding. Um, so the second part of the bridge where Tillian says, uh, where I leave my woes behind, the instrumental reminds me of like, the back catalog of uh, of instant gratification and DBM two, like like I don't know something about that guitar riff just kind of reminds me of of like you know we were talking about Purple Rain and uh, Privilously Punchy Zider Privilously that like those aren't even real words but Privilously Gronkowski that was my uh... Yeah. Is it a real so, word? <laughs> no, no, they're not real words. I've looked it up. Um, no, they're not re- they're not real words, but okay. now my phone autocorrects to frivolously because I typed it out so many times in um Same swan here. posting. Good man. Good man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, great song. Love the instrumentals. Uh what what you guys got? Uh, yeah. Um, I'd, uh, I'd go say ahead, this... Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I think this song, like, really, like, just from the beginning, it really brings you back to, all right, this is DGD, you know, it, it's really, you know, it's, it's playing on, you know, their sound that, that, you know, you know them for a bit more, you know, more kinetic, you know, you got John starting it off, the chords are hammering at you, you know, starts off kinetic, and then when Tillian comes in, you got the little tapping part, like, it, it's very kinetic, super tasteful, I love it, you know, uh, you know, good start. And then it's, uh, yeah, the part you're talking about, Moses, where it slows down and Tillian kind of gets his own little more melodic moment. Uh, the part you mentioned where he actually hits a really high note, actually, that for that one line you mentioned. And uh, I, I don't know, man, just a lot of the really nice, a lot of nice elements. And uh, in general, that guitar section where it's really just uh, more ambient See, for this album, there's a lot of moments where they kind of slow down, and it's really atmospheric, and they're just kind of trying to invoke really nice, chill moments. You know, I, I feel like Will Swan did a lot of meditating. He was just out in the forest with his guitar, kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> I get that vibes a lot with this album. And this song did not get a, a uh, animated video, man, for being a robot song. Oh, is it a robot song? Because it's just yeah, hair song? It's a song. No, it's okay. Oh, a robot song. If you uh, just because it has hair in it. No, <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics, uh, what does he say? He mentions the robot somewhere. Um, yeah, you're right. Actually, I remember that now. What was it? Yeah, and yeah, they did release. Oh, you're talking about the lyric video that it did. No, no, I'm saying it didn't get like a like an animated. Uh, robot with human hair video. That is a shame. But like the lyric video was pretty cool at least. I did like that. Actually like yeah, I wasn't too big on the song, but when you know, once I had the visuals to kinda you know, read the lyrics and everything, like uh, that kind of really pushed it into the direction where I was like, okay, this song's, you know, good stuff, you know? Yeah. 
Shoot, how about you, Ryan? Like, uh, hair song. Uh, this would be one of the five out of thirteen <laughs> that I'm just I'm just not vibing with very much. Unfortunately, I just I don't know what it is. Um, I've tried. I've I for this podcast I've been listening to Artificial Selection all weekend, and I feel like this being part of the five, like these songs are kind of just a chore for me to get through. And, um, I don't know. Um, I, I just, mm, I'm sorry. Like I, I, without being cruel, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I just, it's just not me. It's just not my vibe. Yeah, that's fair, man. Shoot. I'm surprised. Um, though, I, I really feel like this, this, uh, this is like the most, like, yeah, it's the most had... Ryan song. Mm, no, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little swollen song, <laughs> no, but I feel like this is the most like, oh, yeah, this is DGD. From like, if you're like, oh, I want something from like the instant gratification, I want something from their older sound instead of these singles they're focusing on. I feel like hair songs, you know, a song you could give to that kind of person, you know what I mean? But, um, so my opinion about hair song is like, I think it's probably like the the like meeting in the album it's like the midway point like as far as quality of songs go and so it kind of like mm-hmm. and i like the song a lot and so it kind of backs up like my idea that this is the, like this is a great album because it's just like this is like probably as far as quality of songs go this is the this is like right in the middle there this is like the seventh best song and so um i guess like I said on Story of My Bros, it kind of reminds me of Sum 41. It kind of has like that punk pop sound, but like it also has like the siluing guitars over it. Um, and I, that's pretty much most, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Yeah, same, honestly. Not too much more to say about that. Uh, gospel burnout. Ooh, a lot more here. So this track, gospel burnout, it's way more reserved, man. It's you know another another track that's like really different, you know, similar to Count Basie, Shelf Life. More reserved, you know. Tillian starts out. Uh, his his lyrics are you know kind of calling out. The more negative aspects of society, and it's re- like I said, I, I really like his lyrics here. He's, it's more driven. He's talking, you know, talking about real stuff you can agree with or relate with, you know. So I, I feel like these are some of more, you know, Tillian's more solid lyrics. I'd say actually, more what solid? Yeah, these are like you know some of more Tillian's sol- more solid lyrics. For sure, like there's uh there's some kind of depth to them yeah exactly shoot i can appreciate that hey that's for people that say oh no you know don't 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 expect much quality from the lyrics you know it's just bubblegum pop and wacky stuff you know it's like nah i'd say there's some quality in retrospect here you know yeah um if i can continue are you are you yeah yeah no i really love the the drum and and bass in the song like they kind of create like a I don't know, just an overall good vibe, and like you said, it's kind of more of a reserved song, but I think it's still a great kind of a instrumental track. But um, I actually like enjoy the lyrics. Um, 
I, I don't know. It kind of feels like commentary on like their peers in the music scene. Yeah. Um, exactly. And like this might be a stretch, but the first verse could be about Jesse Lacey from Brand New when he says "Die Young" uh, until the truth comes out. Like "Die Young and Save Yourself" is like a line from uh, yeah the big Brand New song and. You know, like like I said, it, it just seems like it's about, uh, like, you know, your heroes or even your peers just kind of not living up to what you thought they were, you know, or eventually, like, you find Live out long the truth enough. about people and they're, like, dickheads or whatever. That, exactly. That's a cool point. I never thought about that before. That's, that's actually, like, quite ingenious. Like, me neither. Yeah, like. Yeah. Live long enough to become the villain, you know? That kind yeah. of Batman quote. The, exactly, yeah, no. Nah, but also, um, Deja Nintendo, um, fuck, what is the song? I'm just looking it up right now. Fuck, what is that brand new song? The one that everyone knows? The Keep quiet your feet on the ground! Quiet. No, not the that quiet. one. No, not the quiet. It's Sick Transit Gloria. Well, yeah. okay, you were singing The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows. What? No, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was singing quiet things no one knows. But Six Transit Gloria was what you were referencing. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I was referencing. Yeah. Uh, Shoot. Any other thoughts yourself? I don't really write too much for this one. The beginning was cool. Um, I guess I think a lot of people thought this had to do with Johnny too. So. Eh, I wouldn't say it's like aimed at Johnny. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really agree with that. Like, I know a lot of people do think that. I mean, he says like all my friends I used to love to turn out to be sociopaths. Yeah, so it seems mm-hmm. to be talking about like like Moses said, like a group of people, you know, kind of following a darker path or following mistakes and faults. You know what I mean? Or it might just be like they're friends with crazy people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exa- you know, yeah, people, people, you know, right? Uh, but no, and then John comes in, and his chorus, dude. He, he, you know, this is this is really where he's like leaning in on that sing scream thing. I love that whole pitch. You know, he's screaming on pitch and and doing all that. I actually absolutely love this chorus here. You know, and obviously we see more of this on uh, Afterburner. It, but I think this is one of like my favorite like sing scream choruses he ever does, and especially shoot his lyrics. Um, what is it? So it's like it's it seems to be talking about like I don't know. It seems to be talking about people that are kind of a little bit lazy and expect things to be handed to them. Loki, I'm not sure. Um, uh, yeah, I like that, the. Uh... Uh... I'm not really that into the chorus, but I like the prose chorus or bridge or whatever it is. That's cool. Um, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. No. It is kind of a weird song, for sure. Subverts expectations. It is structured a little oddly. Um, Ryan, do you have anything? The the song is uh, part of the infamous five for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just feel like it, I just feel like it lags. It, it lags. It drags, and yeah. it's part. It's part of the problem of why I feel like the middle of this album is just like 
kind of like it just directs like in in terms in the context of the album i feel like it directs but as like a song i feel like it's it's fine it's a fine song it's it's not my favorite i i dig like the the transitions and the instrumentals like it, it just feels grandiose and it kind of does have like that gospel feel like where everything kind of just feels larger than life at times mm-hmm. but in terms of the album it just i feel like it's it's keeping me away from bloodsucker and evaporate and all the other songs that i really want to get to because i really love you know what i mean the third to last song what other songs are you talking about besides bloodsucker and it right yeah it's in the way way of bloodsucker and evaporate that's what i'm saying honestly okay this is the end of the middle man it's in the way and it's part of the end i think the three last you know yeah Something about the song, it like kind of oscillates between like being kind of happy sounding and not being very happy sounding. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But and got an interesting vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, like, this... it is pretty light in parts, almost like whimsical. Shut that shit down. <laughs> right. See, and this was a actually another you know car ride song that you know I shared with a friend. And, you know, it's a track that we'd spam a lot when this came out. So this, you know, like I said, there's a lot of ele- elements I do like about the song, but there, there is that emotional value. So, I mean, as part of me has more, like, emotional favoritism towards this than even Bloodsucker and Evaporate. You know, I know that's a bit, you know, I don't know, this track just gets me, man. I it, it's definitely a, a good deep cut and back catalog uh, type of song, for sure. You know, it's I not that really stands out, but it's a great song, nonetheless. Yeah, I just recommend people give it another listen. You know, just, just give it a try. But she, yeah, it's I fine. I mean, you can if you want. Are, are we right. done with a uh, gospel burnout? I think our uh, the consensus topic? is it's kind of meh. Yeah, I've seen that a lot, and it's like you know, it's it, that's fair. You know, I understand that, but shoot, I, I you know, I'm just seeing a, a, what a, you know, I I just see a lot of what people aren't seeing or enjoying in it. And it's like, I dang, think, you know. I think that's the best part about being a Dance Gavin Dance fan is everybody's got different opinions and everyone's allowed to like what they want. And as long as we love the band and preface every statement we make that's negative with that, then I think we're okay. So are you guys about this uh, topic and ready to move on to Bloodsucker? Absolutely, yes. All right, so if I were to ask you, like, which members have been on every song uh, what what would your answer be? Like, what band members have been on every song, like recording wise? Will Swan, Will and Matt. I don't was Matt on um the last song on um DV and One though. This was their drums this, on that. If I recall correctly, this is the first album where Will Swan does not appear on a track, and Matt Mingus is now the only member that has been on every single. You're correct. Matt Mingus has actually been on every song and is the only member of the band that has been on every song. Yep. Was he Will, really? so Will is not he's like R two D two and C three PO because they've been in every Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, or maybe solo. I'm not sure. So instead of Will on guitar, this song features both Andrew and Martin, Andrew Wells and Martin Bianchini from Secret Band. And as we discussed, Andrew Wills. Well, what's the deal with that, man? You know what? I don't know. Maybe 
Well, you know, that's a question for Will. We'll we'll ask him on episode 20 of the podcast. Episode no. uh, right. 45. Yeah. Um, that, that's the thing, though. Like, when I heard, I didn't hear it till later, but, like, you know, that it, Will isn't on this and it's Martin doing all that stuff. I'm like, whoa. It's Mar- Martin and Andrew. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was like, wow, I thought, you know, I thought, you know, all this crazy riffing stuff, like, I thought that would have been Will, and then, it, you know, translate to Secret Band, and it's like, wow, like, it makes you think, oh, yeah, I know when it's Will, Will Swan playing, but, like, this makes me think, well, shoot, uh, yeah, on Secret Band, like, who's, you know, it kind of makes you question, like, shoot, who's playing who? Like, they can kind of mimic each other's sounds, and... Yeah, so I think Matt really uh, shines on this song, um, you know... And he's like the only member that's been on every song. I thought I'd point out that that he's a yeah. The drumming in this song is pretty badass. Um, another thing that I, that I mentioned is that I feel like this album was kind of more uh, for the fans because it has Kurt um, and a bunch of other references. Uh, but in this song, John actually mentions nobody out here has been talking to dave so nobody has told <laughs> dave still you right. I, I just realized that i totally interrupted you david what were you saying don't tell him <laughs> <laughs> well, well i ain't even like him when i got to say so i don't think it matters i'm sorry about that i, I totally yeah. cut you off no, it's don't, okay. just don't tell him dave don't you off see See, that's the thing, Dave. You don't have to tell him because he don't want. He want to. Don't tell Dave. You don't tell him. Don't tell Mo. So, don't uh, ask. Don't I tell Dave. Thought that the lyrics of this song was a commentary on the like Me Too movement, um, or uh, at least that's what I saw like on Reddit. But uh, Tillian actually that what wrote, came? "What's up?" Like, was it what? What uh, is that like? Because obviously, you know, Tillian's kind of speaking towards more political topics, well, but it's like, yeah, which so, one? So, Tillian actually uh, tweeted that he wrote the lyrics after watching I Tanya and how one sided it seemed. So, I guess that's what, what the song's really about. Like, like I, I get it. Like, you, like, if you watch the movie, it was created for you to, like, yeah, that was for, for Tanya Harding and, like, you know, the shit that, that happened. But, I mean, I guess they did kind of... I don't know. That, that movie fucks me up, honestly. Oh, you'll have to drop it in the chat, but... I, I mean, like, I like it, but it, like... I feel like it glorifies, like, abusive relationships too much. Oh, that's never good. <laughs> I don't know about glorifying it. Well, it's like, it, it makes... It just... It, it, I felt kind of dirty watching it, because it just felt like they were... They kind of made, they made like the whole abusive, like they have like a whole montage of him being abusive or whatever. And it's just like, but they made it almost fun looking. And it's just like, I, I didn't vibe with that at all. Yeah. Love don't make like they do. They'll do like a poppy song behind it or something. I'd have to rewatch it because I, I really don't remember that. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys have to say about the song? Um, I think it's got like the. Best chorus, I think, on the album. Yeah. 100% agree with that. Interesting. See, the chorus, I don't know. Like, I, I do like the direction. I, I do like uh, the topic, you know, and the, the motivation behind it. That's cool. That's good stuff. But I don't know. Melody-wise, it really doesn't grab me. Like, it's 
uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, like the chorus sonically does not like it isn't catchy to me personally. Yeah, to, me, to me, the chorus doesn't really stand out until like before the bridge where they they add more to it. Um, uh, what is it? Like oh, like where like the parts yeah that that is cool too. Okay, that part's I mean, act like like I don't know. I I feel like that adds more to the chorus, which was kind of meh. Like really, that was a good addition. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like that was like where you got Tillian like doing like kind of almost like like a a bit of like a growl, but also like being really like larger than life with it. Yeah, I, I can't believe y'all. Yeah, it's a great chorus. Uh, I'm, I, I'm 100% behind this chorus. Yeah, yeah I think the chorus makes a like song. Yeah, like, like, 100, like everything about this song, like this is one of those songs for me that like I scratch my head, like how did this not, is this not a single? This isn't a single. Like how is this not a single? It's definitely well, not a I could, I kind of, it's like kind of different, so I can see why it's not a single, but like... Should have been. It, it's like I think this is this is my favorite song on the album. I think it's up and there. Like, like, I, I really like the chorus, everything about it. Sorry, Cash, go ahead. The the guitar parts, like before the chorus, like I, I guess I don't know if I'd call it a verse, but maybe it is a verse. Like the Holy John parts, like yeah. those are good, but like it's definitely the chorus that makes it to the song for me. Uh, the song. Shoot, yeah, yeah, like, go it ahead. takes over the top. Yeah, it, it takes it over the top and. Hans verses more than Tillian's chorus. Yeah, see, I'm right there with you, Moses. Like the, the the intro and like John's parts, like with the the frantic guitar riffing. Like I, I'm all for that. And, and he really do you, do you even love her? Yeah, <laughs> your I, own mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I love which that was also really part. good too, though. But yeah, I'm not saying it was bad. <laughs> I do like his. I just I like how he's kind of just going off and screaming, and I like it. I like, um, you know, he. I don't know how. Is that what you'd like ex- uh, describe as like scrams and stuff like that? Like, he's just kind of having fun screaming and like wowing out with it. You know what I mean? Especially in those verses. Definitely. Overall, I mean, the chorus is all right. Does not stand out to me though, like as being like a. A big Tillian chorus. Man, that's that's you've become predictable, bro. Yeah, I thought this Tillian <laughs> chorus was pretty predictable. Like no nah, man. This is the heel this is the heel turn of the century, man. You guys are up there with Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, man. Like this is betrayal. Like I thought you guys would love this song. I love this song. Oh, I this is like part of, I love this, this song. is part of it. This is part of the eight songs that I adore on this album, and you guys have reached my fave five of uh, adoption. Like, I'm going to put you guys in an orphanage now. <laughs> Better opinions. But, no, it's like, I, I do like this song, but, like, this is actually a song I'd tweak and, like, fix around parts if I could, you know? Like, for, like, my personal song, if I, you know, if I were to, like, rework it to be, like, my optimal version of, like, the best song it could be, you know? That's just me personally, you know. Yeah. But you to like, me, but you, but you like hair for the back catalog. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna like hair song and say Bloodsucker needs fix, and when it's like the like one of the best songs on the album, get oh, out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the album. Hair song's good too. Though. 
Man, that course is it's like that course is so fucking powerful too. Dude, that course this, is stuck in my head right now. So, like, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's it it so hard. I can hear it in my head, and these guys over here are like, oh, that's a weak course, bro. Like, I wouldn't it's take not my, weak. It's I, I, I wouldn't take my daughter to prom to that. Like, what the right, fuck? Right. Like, get out of here, dude. That's, that's all... that course is so strong. It's like that's so flat, and, and it's strong the whole time. They add to it, and it gets stronger. But like, it's strong the whole time. Yeah, it like mean nothing. It's, it's an earworm, bro. It gets stuck in your head. Like, it's up there with like Count Basie and suspended in this disaster with like the catchiest shit on this album. Oh. No, that's it, man. Adoption. Orphanage. Count Basie and suspended <laughs> in this disaster. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's in the same. Oh, no, it is better though. Not it's definitely same. better. It's the best song it's, on the album. It's like right, a cash. Tier cash. cash, you're adopted now too. You're in the orphanage, bro. Like, <laughs> you're out of the what's the best <laughs> song on the album then? Wait, which which is better than Bloodsucker? Are y'all saying or what is it? Nothing. No. Uh, yeah, the best song on the album is the next song that's coming up, bro. Yeah. Wow, that's a what a unique opinion. What do you mean? No one's ever said that before. Uh, okay, that sounds like a hipster thing to say, there, Cash. All right. Wow, you like the song with five other songs in it? Yeah, evaporate like the favorite song for all the casuals out there. Yeah, it's it, like you're gonna you're gonna call like liking old dance Kevin Dance a casual thing. Wow. No, I, no. <laughs> they're only, you know, only they only played the hits on this one. That's not no. They actually they Times New Roman. Uh, me and Zoloff. Those are those are those are. So, those are me and Zoloff is like the I think the most obscure song they on that's evaporate. A sing, it's a single. It though. is a single. Though, no, yeah. actually, actually, the me most obscure is a single. Cuba. Moses, go. I said the the most obscure reference on there. Ooh. Actually, I would say it's the second most obscure reference. So I'll I'll give you the list of the songs that they uh they reference at the end, and I think this is in order too. So it's surprise I'm from Cuba. Okay, that's the most obscure. Yeah, that's a deep cut. I do like Me that. And Zoloff. Then they cut into Times New Roman. Then uh, John does a acceptance speech line. Yes. They go to Tree Village from there to We Own the Night, and then uh, Backwards Pumpkin when he goes for one good note or whatever, and uh-huh. then uh, Alex English, of course. Yep. But the most obscure uh, reference uh, is the guitar riff. It's part of uh, Burning Down the Nicotine Armoire. See, I've heard that, but like... Part one or two? One. Wait, one. really? Yeah. Yeah, that is, all right, that is pretty obscure. Well, they have the same breakdown, technically. Part one and two, it's just slightly right, different. I'm going to have to re-listen now. Yeah, listen to the breakdown. You've blown my mind. It's but, a hey, rem- remember, if you listen to this song, you're a filthy casual because you like all their Dance Gavin Dance <laughs> songs that came before this. You I'm fucking like, that's casual. Just hangry, it's like low-hanging fruit for it to like... Low-hanging yeah. fruit? Nuts are low-hanging fruit, bro. Like Wow. Core is going to hate this. Okay, I'm confused. Okay, so so yeah, it was burning down, burning down part one and two have the same breakdown, right? You know, it's it's you know there's slightly different rhythms or slightly different speeds, but it's still the same breakdown. But evaporate still tempo, tempo, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but it's like dinner, dinner, down. You know, it's it's a little different than the burning downs, in my opinion. 
But I mean, that's literally the reference in the song. So yeah, I, I had the I thought I had the timestamp on here, but I guess I don't. Um, I mean, but so- other than those sick references, uh, you know the the song has a vocal and guitar feature from Andrew, and hey. it's heaven- heavenly. What a powerful feature it is, and yeah. I guess. Like I guess my main um, my main problem with the song is it, its purpose. The purpose of this song is so they don't have to play uh, Times New Roman and like We Own the Night and wait, not, like that's really the purpose of it. Yeah, but one Times New Roman and We Own the Night. <laughs> they they've they've actually mentioned it um, on on an interview. But like, when's the last time they played backwards pumpkin song and? and yeah. But I guess I it, mean they probably I, just fit in. Well, no. But no I no. honestly do not believe they stopped playing "We Own the Night" though. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, it, it, I, I I just I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that their most popular one on Spotify? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah. But, yeah, it went back to most popular. Yeah. So I don't know. That's what they said on an on an interview um, with Alternative Press when they talked about. Uh, I mean, no. consider, they, created consider a, they created a medley, is what you're saying? Consider this. Consider like consider that all the songs that they're referencing now. In what age? In what world? Do you think that the modern lineup of Dance Kind of Dance is going to play any, if all of those songs in a set list? Uh, never again. All right, they can play Times New Roman and We Own the Night for sure. What else was on there? I wouldn't. Soloff would so, be deep no. cut, but wouldn't surprise me. Tree Village is def- could definitely be on there. Anyways, anymore because they played Beans Off a few years ago. And in fact, when I the one time I saw Dance Kevin Dance, they played We Own the Night, Tree Village, and Alex English. Yeah, and it's like they feel like they only use like three or four Kurt songs, like Tree but Village. I saw, that, I saw them, and they didn't play like they only played We Own the Night and Times New Roman. They didn't even play Alex English when I saw them. Like, uh, uh, Alex English was awesome. That was their uh, encore. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen Times New Roman as an encore when I snuck but into the forward, venue. They're not going to play any of those songs. Maybe not even We Own the Night. Probably not though. They'll probably play. <laughs> they'll play We Own the Night. Really just mind like them not Smash playing We Own the Night though. They'll be yeah, playing but... We Own the Night as long as Smash Mouth will be playing All Stars. Come on, guys. Let's not let's not fool ourselves here. As that's, long that's... as Radiohead will be playing um, Creep. They'll net. Creep. They don't play. They don't creep. play... <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the joke. <laughs> they hate. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, yeah, that went right over your head no it didn't how to go over my head when they're gonna play the song and it's, radiohead it's, uh, hates that song, and they're never gonna play <laughs> as, but um, i mean so- what's that band plays cable car because uh, over your head the, amber the, no the frame jesus christ guys <laughs> yeah. So, I do find out, yeah, exactly. I do find it interesting how you know they start out super heavy. The prey you know? played uh, over my head, cable car. Yeah, I already. Said that. Oh, I I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. 
Way to go, Cash. <laughs> David, continue. But yeah, like you know, obviously that that heavy intro is the shit, and then but they intro, they immediately cut the brakes and you know allowed Tillian to have like this more slow, you know, this more slow section and the the chords and everything, everything, you know, they they want you to slow down, you know, and it's more dramatic and you know it seems to be building on something, or wants to build up to something, especially with like the guitar chugging, you know, that's a, that's a, like a, a, that's a cool little rhythm they have. Uh, the dun 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 like you know, um, and and then they come back with John being heavy and it's like, <laughs> yeah they, they then they come back with John being heavy and all that. There, there's like a lot of you know, a lot of elements they put in put into this. It's very interesting, I'd say. And then you know obviously the Andrew the, the Andrew feature. Uh, I don't know a lot of a lot of weird uh, elements that they kind of compile at once. <laughs> Nice Moses. Yeah, he's prepared. Shoot. Um, anyway, but I was born in the dark. You merely adopted or something. <laughs> Moses but, put on his uh his very intricate um mask for us in the Skype. Shout out Skype. This Microsoft like... uh, subsidiary has uh, been keeping us running this whole time. Oh no, but Just we don't kidding. have fuck Skype, but we don't have video, so our fans at home won't be able to see his amazing. Yeah, maybe one of these days. One of these days, yeah. One of these days I'll shave and then we'll and I'll get on video. <laughs> but okay, so I, I do see why Evaporate is like kind of seen like, oh yeah, this is like the best song on the album. Like, you know, it has everything for people to say that. I I, I get it. Nostalgia. But like people say this is like the best ending song. Like out of all DGD, what do y'all think on that? Like, like I said, yeah, for casual fan, sure. That doesn't, want, you know, like they have way better endings that are like written better, that have better vocal melodies, and I'm gonna say no. Agreed. It's um, a great thing. It's cool for its purpose, but yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate with myself and say that maybe we aren't we aren't giving it enough credit because it references all these old songs too. So, eh, see, who really knows what I'm thinking? A lot of people like reference that as like you know like the, the de facto like oh yeah that makes it the best you know. No, wait, but like at the same time, I don't know if the indie, if the outro of the song hits the same way if you don't reference those songs. Like if this, if you don't have the references at the end, like I don't know if it. I don't know if it quite hits the same either. It's it's really weird because it's like a whole. It's a they they kind of balance nostalgia with like doing something very different. The so, melody in the shorts uh, falls short because of the like the references that they're gonna stick in there. Like it, it's just eh, like yeah, that is another thing. They have to stick to a melt like like. So if you take out the 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 references, it's just like a it's a nice it's a cool heavy section where they're you know both vocals are going back and forth. Well, like, but they have to keep you can do the ending. Thing. I don't know how to imagine the ending without the references though. Much it'll less the song. It would probably be better. I, I don't know if it would be no. better though. I don't think it would be better. It wouldn't. Oh, no. Yeah, you, I think you need this stuff at the end. But and I do, and it is a really good song. But I just like I don't. I it's so hard to say how good it is because it kind of relies on these old references. I think 
like I think what it uh it's this technique I forget what it's called but it's uh it's this technique that like bands like Linkin Park use it's uh it's it makes the songs feel larger than life but like in this instance it's kind of meta because it references more than just a single album it references their entire body of work creating this like epic grandiose large like scene for the, like the way this album closes and like honestly like i feel like this is like the perfect like way for like an album to end and like most people like it's always been like a running joke for this long that like <laughs> if like the ending al- song on the albums that usually happens like everyone's like oh the band's leaving they're going away forever you, you hear <laughs> well, like the way the- i mean i think but, this like, one it- was like kind of yeah. legit worry though yeah, yeah because like that that's i think that's like that's the meta part of it that's the larger in life it like it created that doubt and it felt more certain because it's like wow they just referenced all their body of work shit what does that mean Tillian had to reassure everyone on twitter that they weren't that they weren't leaving i'm not leaving the the real (laughs) reason is hey now we don't have to play times new roman or alex english man you sound so butthurt about that yeah well i am kind of butthurt about that realizing uh, that for you guys requesting a deep cut here's surprise i'm from cuba for two seconds i'm, yeah, I'm surprised you guys deep haven't deep heard cut. that interview i mean i've That's i've heard i've heard that like isn't like an old press or some shit like that but um i've heard that interview like i'm not like like if they play all if they play evaporate and hit all those songs and make time for a different deep cut that i'd much rather hear like powder to the people or turn off the lights part two or shit, open your they eyes. Said they're not play. Like, yeah, other shit they won't play. Like, I would be much more happier if they were able to get all those other singles. Ryan, what you gotta do is you gotta scrounge up a million dollars and then pay pay them to play through your wedding. Yeah, play through every album. Fact, no, no, um, they did that to make room for more artificial selection songs on the set. Yes, I want to hear gospel burnout, hair song. I want to hear Flash. I need time <laughs> for my favorite songs off wow. artificial selection. I need to hear. I need to hear up, Shelf man. Life like constantly. You know, like I love Shelf Life. I need to actually. I would actually love to hear Shelf Life live. Me too. Like hundred percent. With or like, without Kurt. No, with Kurt. With Kurt. Okay. Like, what's the point? Well, I mean, no, I mean, like. If they got somebody else, maybe. Yeah, like, it's like if, if, they got, if they don't have Kurt, are you still down to listen to it? If they had the question. If they had Kurt's parts. If they had Donovan. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but like, I'm just wondering. If they did an artificial selection tour without a Kurt band, then they probably would. But they would just get Andrew to do it, which. That would be dope. Which they did. I would actually probably like the song more. Hot take. I don't care. They did that actually. Did yeah, they, I think I would too. They do that. Honestly. I've never, I've never seen them do it live. Or I'm they, gonna... they did, uh, like not that exactly, but at Swan Fest last year, they played uh, "Uneasy Hearts Way" the most, and Kurt Travis was at that show, and they didn't sing the song with Kurt Travis. Wow. If that ain't shade. Shade alert. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Kurt was like, I don't feel like it. Maybe he hey, went so home early. Back to, back to evaporate. Yeah, evaporate. What about it? You know what would make that outro amazing? Um, what? It wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah, it, oh wait. Heard Johnny and Kurt singing their parts. Yeah, that, that would, would be epic. Cool. Yeah, that would be epic. 
And I would, I would probably. And Will screaming. Yeah, I would probably Dude. think differently about the song. Dude, that's what is missing. Will screaming and John and Kurt singing their actual parts. They had so, Kurt. Why didn't they have since, him Now that I understand the purpose of the song, when they say you, when they reference Alex English at the end, they it's like that's kind of like a that's pretty tongue in cheek actually because you oh, got what you paid for. And there we, yeah. <laughs> Hey, there you go. You got that old, those old songs, those old references. You know. So yeah, if you yeah, pirated the album, these songs. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. That's funny. Um, but I think the shining star of that song is uh, Andrew for sure. I like his part yeah, a that's, lot. Yeah, his part, the drums, the bass, the guitar. I feel like everybody comes together and brings this album to a close very strongly. I will say when Tillian hits that evaporate or whatever mm -hmm. that sounds really the last of the evaporate before they go into the outro <laughs> if i yeah. could say i love any song that references cellophane because it reminds me of mr cellophane from uh chicago right nah i didn't gotta get that one you didn't get that one uh, like yeah I, I knew i knew that but mr cellophane nah that's uh, John C. Riley. He uh, was in uh, the movie Chicago, which is uh, totally it's a, a chick play, play, right? Yeah, yeah it was I mean, a play, too. Totally. Yeah, I haven't seen but, it. Uh, it's, it's good. Mr. Cellophane, at least, is good. That's a great song. Because it's John C. Riley? Yeah, John yes. C. Riley is usually John C. Riley is a beast, bro. Yeah. Maybe well, he'll be uh, the next singer, Dance Gavin Dance. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> heavy, heavy Lolo played a, a show like completely naked, but they were like wrapped in saran wrap, like their their mm. private parts. That's kind of gross. I mean, not I mean not the naked part, but like wrapping your private parts. In, Mo Moses, were you front in, row? Uh, saran wrap. <laughs> Moses, were you up front? Uh, I was even there, but I heard about it, and they had a song called Saran Wrap Love Affair. I'm just like imagining like sweat pulling up and. Nah, can't do it. Well, no, no, the not escaping; it's staying in the saran wrap, right? Why well, no? It's pulling up in it. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out, shout out, heavy, heavy, Lolo. Yes, they need to come um, back. Like, did they drop a new thing, or they've just been re-releasing their albums? Yeah, they're gonna re-release uh, Courtside on uh, vinyl, but I think they've been working with Sam Piero um, in the studio. Damn, that's a big name. Well, the, Sam Pura used to be in the band. Shout out Sam Pura, great producer. He's yeah, 100%. He's produced all the stories so far. Um, albums, he kind of gets a bad rap because he's like super passionate. But like, who would you rather have like, you know, produce an album besides somebody who cares that much that he's, I don't know, gets in like yelling matches and pretty, is pretty headstrong about, you know, what headstrong. you should do. <laughs> He's so good for the bass player of Trap, so. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something. So does anybody else have anything to say on Evaporate before we wrap um, this up? I, do. I guess like, all right, I got some notes. Um, Go for it. So yeah, it's like we can all agree that you know there's a you know there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good elements in this track that make it what it is, but you know I think Moses and I would agree that you know it may not be the most cohesive, not the most put together, personally, <laughs> for for me at the very least. I don't want to speak for him, but uh, and that's why I'd say like I can't, I can't say it's like my favorite ending song for what it is. Yeah, it is a pretty 
damn good ending. But for as a as of a favorite, I'd say like Turn Off the Lights Part Two, uh, stuff like that would probably be one of my favorites. Or Man of the Year. Man, like those two are probably my candidates for like the best ending DGD song. Purple Rain. <laughs> Purple good, Rain, On the Run, song. Care, Parody, um, Those aren't ending songs, but... Oh, ending songs. Ending. Closers. Ending. Ending to a song. No, I meant close. Yeah, sorry. That's just a closer. I okay, think. so closer, yeah, Purple Rain all the way. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, like I said, that last... The last section is, like, my favorite ending to a DGD song, but... Yeah, like Man of the Year and Turn Off the Lights Part Two are like the best. Honestly, top, they're like top tier songs in general. I'd say, and their discography. I wish I could like Man of the Year. You know, Dance Game Dance kind of went through like a four album stretch where they just ended their albums really well. Like you got People You Know, Powder to the People, Purple Rain, Back to the Future Part Two, and then you know, fuck the next two albums and then it evaporate I mean, worse i think indeed. like it should have been on the run why wasn't on, it on the run on the run should have been the closing track what was what was the oh, one they the ended bad. with ig wait, wait 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 it was was it was like lost or legend yeah it was I lost like, legend i kind of get but like it kind of works but like i don't know i can 100 percent agree with that so um, i'd really like lost but it's not that good of a, a closer i'd say they're not the strongest, I'd say. It should have been like, on the on the run has that like beautiful like melody at the end. Yeah, that's a great closer. You know, John, I don't know if he's like scatting, like scream scatting. Yeah. Nailed it, bro. Yeah. Cover it, please. We're just turning into uh Beavis and Butthead, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this whole podcast was pretty... we just we just make fun of the songs now. This was pretty much like the wackiest shit we've ever done, and I love pretty it. <laughs> um, well, who who else? Had, you had notes, Cash. All right, so I don't know if y'all remember two weeks ago we did the, the first part of this, but they I was talking about the changing chord progression between like lines, and they do in this song again, which they do it throughout the album. Um, what parts? They they change the chord progression between each line of. The... One sec. They change the chord progression between each line of the song, and um. On evaporate. I guess the other thing I was yeah on evaporate. And like I said, I, I love it whenever I love the when Tillian finally comes in. That sounds really good. I kind of one thing I've had I when I wrote these notes like two weeks ago I put down um, that I thought maybe this song might work better on Afterburner. Um, really? Because hmm. I feel like it is kind of a departure from the album the way it sounds. I don't know how y'all feel about that. The first sections are very, very they're uh, different from anything else. I'd say. I mean they. Inter- oh, actually, never mind. Because they have chiller moments, like you know, on Gospel Burnout, Count Basie, the Commer, like that. That those vibes kind of come back with the verse on Evaporate. But like those moments are most stand out on the album, I'd say. I don't know. Yeah, 
the most diverse uh, for DG. Anything else y'all gotta say? Or I think I like evap- I like it. I like evaporate. So I don't know what these guys are smoking. I mean, I like right. evaporate. I like it too. Things overrated. I think I love evaporate. I think they're smoking some shit that evaporates. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's right? why he's got that gas mask on. <laughs> right. But nah. Um, uh, it's, I'd agree. Uh, it's good, but overrated. So we we're good on evaporate. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I gotta go eat dinner. So. Oh shit! We're not gonna do the other shit. Uh, do y'all wanna? When can y'all do that? Uh, I mean, I mean to be honest, uh, we can go through it real quick, like the three of us, and then you can add yours in if you want. Uh, I mean that, yeah. or we back and do it. Like that works. And if we can jump on, I can jump on yours whenever you want to yeah. do it. Yeah, if you want someone to bounce off of when you do it, cash out. I, I can jump on too. Eh, oh, uh, I mean. It, like if we're just like doing a oh yeah what music have you been listening to thing I mean, I I'd, I'd rather yeah if y'all want way. to y'all can do it I mean I guess but I just kind of I mean I kind of want to bounce off people though for sure yeah, yeah but like it's almost like if we're gonna if, if we're gonna end up doing it at a different time anyways it's like almost like it would just go faster doing it this way because then when you're ready to do it we just have to do like you know what All you've right. been listening to. Cause this, we go off on tangents, and we'd be here for another three hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's like um, I wouldn't mind recording it like all of us at a separate time, like just like a thirty-minute to an hour thing at max, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I we uh, really need to tighten up the recording thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like I don't know why we did eight songs today, but shit. Yeah, happens. we, dude, we did it, man. We got through the rest of the album. We did, yeah. but like. I think this is like two hours. We might need to split it up, honestly. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see when (laughs) what can be edited out. I mean, it can be edited out on a long tangent about Rocky or Rudy. That's so good. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) But if you guys might just. But Cash, go ahead. Like I know, like dude, I was hungry. I ate in the middle of this podcast, so I understand. I ate before, so I usually bring a snack, yeah, or or a snack before. No, I mean I'm eating with people, so that's the thing. So, so I mean, I guess y'all do what y'all y'all do y'all's thing, and I'll think of a time to to do my stuff. All right. See y'all later. And this part. Or you, I guess if you can add it post and post or whatever. What this part? To yeah, I, just, I take up out, the, yeah. the album. The what? Just to wrap up the album. Oh, the album wrap up. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna talk about our recent listens now. Good. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Later. Peace out. Later. Man. Enjoy dinner. Yeah, dude. I will. It smells good. All right. Hey, so um, before we start talking about uh, what we've been listening to, from first to last, uh, I don't know, man. They've been teasing something or trolling us on Spotify. Uh, Ryan, yeah. What well, What do you think that's all? All that's about? 
Because uh-huh. I, I think I saw in an article, um, I don't know, saying that, you know, like, we're probably not likely to get any new from first to last music until, like, Sonny's, you know, like, not busy. Really yeah. stuff. Um, based on everything I've read and seen, like, um, I can remember a time when the band used to say, like, oh, we would never get back with Sonny. And I can remember a time when they said, oh, we tried to hit up Sonny and he didn't hit us back up to be featured on Dead Trees. And then all of a sudden they had like an extra $40,000 to make an album. And then all of a sudden Sonny came back like right after that. And Sonny himself said in an interview that he had like a bitter relationship when he left uh, from first to last. But, you know, they're still there. I think from first to last is kind of like masters in forms of... uh, misdirection and like manipulating things but at the same time like sunny is like probably the most busy person on the planet in forms of djs and like i mean that much is evident we've only gotten two songs but he was uh matt good was on a podcast and he said they had two unfinished songs and they're just not fully shaped or formed and that's why they haven't released anything sunny lives in greenland apparently and i mean with quarantine and everything i you know, you'd think with all this extra time with nothing happening that he'd have time to record or mix or something. So it just seems like well, odd, you know, who who they're recording with, who produced these uh, newer from first to last songs? Mm, I, I imagine Matt Good. No, John Feldman. They were in the studio with him. And when? as you know, he's very, uh, he's very hands on. Yeah. Um. You know, like almost a perfectionist. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that has uh, anything to do with it, but I know that that when Blink One Eighty Two got with uh, Matt Skiba, they basically had like a whole album written, and they they you know they they came to uh, John Feldman. He's like, oh, this is what we got. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, we're going to throw all of these in the trash and write shit that sounds like Five Seconds of Summer. So, maybe, yeah. you know, it's that kind of vibe. Like, I mean, it's it's also not unheard of that once John Feldman has his hands and shit, your stuff can be sitting on a shelf for a long time because Craig Owens has, a, I believe, at least an EP's worth of songs recorded with John Feldman. And they used to be online. They used to be leaked online, but nowadays I can't find those things. Like, there's this song called "Boys, Let's Raise Our Glasses" that was like amazing, but it's gone. I can't find it. It was yeah. produced by John Feldman. I'm not a big John Feldman fan, but um, yeah, dude, I would love. You know, like I don't know what they're doing uh, with their Spotify, especially if they've kind of been alluding to like we're most likely not gonna get any new from first to last and there will be no new from first to last without sunny um do you think uh do you think it's kind of like petty squabbling like kind of like shade like because they're like sitting around with their hands in their pockets and sunny's too busy for them i mean so Matt Good is he's producing so i'm sure he's making some like i i mean i i really don't know what uh derek does besides the color of violence if any other bands or whatnot, but I think he's a. What's up? I think he's a car salesman. <laughs> yeah. All all I know is that, dude, we need new from first to last, and like, you know, make war and 
and uh, Surrender. They were great songs, but I want to hear something a little like heavier. Um, you know, give me give me some stuff like from Dear Diary if you can. But either even, either even way, like even heroin kind of stuff in 2020 would be like interesting. Heroin, yeah, heroin with like the you know with a better quality. Hell yeah. Like let let's get some of that going. I, I just want to hear Sunny sing more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love hearing him sample his voice and like turn it up to sound like a chipmunk on Skrillex songs. But yeah, I definitely like hearing him sing. <laughs> I think he's only done that in like a couple of songs. Uh, I think he's... Summit is one of them, and there's mate or was it Summit or All I Ask? One of those two songs. All I Ask and... of You had Penny on it, and I mean, in Equinox First of the Year, his vocals are the the vocal sample on that song, and like in scary monsters and sprites like my name is skrillex that's his vocal sample just sped up and like he pops up like i mean like a, like an actual melody like he has like one one that has kind of like a chopped up melody in the intro and it might be summit with a holding yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah i think you're right i mean I wish I wish his solo stuff, like his Bells EP, like that had like a taste of dubstep on it, but it still had him singing. I wish that shit blew up, but Skrillex blew up. Like everyone yeah. wanted to hear him make him dubstep. They didn't want to hear him sing, and like it sucks, one hundred percent. Like I wish he was appreciated for his vocal talent as much as his production skills, but it is well, what it is. It's, the crazy thing is, he didn't just make dubstep. He like took it to a whole new level. Like, oh yeah. Dubstep Dubstep wasn't, like, the stuff that, that was out, like, prior to to uh, Skrillex's uh, EP, the Nice Sprites and whatever. It's called, like, it was meh. Then he, you know, he, like, made it, like, I don't know, more, more fast-paced, more, like, epic. Like, he, he made- totally deserved to, like, blow up and, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, the it. Yeah, everything he's done, like, dude's, like, the same. He's, like, 11 months older than me. And, like, everything he's done, like, 100% he's worked hard for, he's strived for, and he deserves it 100%, especially considering, like, his background, like, coming just from, like, a guitarist, vocalist perspective. Like, you would have never imagined that, like, some dude in a random band called From First to Last would go on to be the largest, one of the largest dubstep DJs. And, like, his... He made it commercially successful. Like people like Dead Mouse and stuff like that. But if someone says dubstep, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, like Skrillex." You know what? He actually tried out to just be uh, the guitarist because I think Matt, like after the original vocalist left, I think Phil. Matt was gonna step down from guitar and be the actually, mm-hmm. you know, vocalist. Yeah. And then they heard um, Sonny singing yeah. Mar- Mars Volta. You should be the singer. Yeah, he was singing um that one song by uh the Mars Volta the Inerratic ESP and they just oh, heard right. like they heard uh they heard him in the studio singing that. You want to hear a fun fact about Dear Diary? Sure. Travis didn't play any guitars on the album. Really? He broke both of his arms before they recorded and he only added vocals. Like he he wrote his riffs, like all the riffs are written by him, but Matt had to play them cuz Travis broke both of his arms. <laughs> so he, his only contribution on the album itself was just vocals. Well, I, I guess uh, I don't know. I guess this rant was about like, are they gonna, are they teasing new music, 
Oh, I wish. This would be great. I hope. David, do you like From First to Last, David? I haven't tried them, to be honest. What the fuck? He's a bit more pop punk. Like I don't, I don't you no. Know, they're they're scree- They're like traditional post hardcore screamo. Like they're like innovators. Like one hundred percent. They're like post hardcore. The good shit, man. Like used, like the used kind of post hardcore. Like when used was post hardcore. Front to last. From first to last. We'll we'll put you on game. Yeah, dude, like, like we weren't, rec- like, like to be honest, like, if I was to say I was a stand for something, like, I love DGD, and this better not make it into the podcast, Cash, but uh, <laughs> I'm a huge, huge, I'm a massive, way bigger fan of From First to Last. Ooh, dang. I hate, I hate to say it, like, I've, I, I haven't seen From First to Last live as much, I haven't, you know, I've met, Skr- I've met Skrillex before, I met him when he was Sonny Moore doing his solo shit, um... I've tried to meet the other band members. They're like hard as fuck to meet because they're very elusive and they're very antisocials and they they don't like meeting people. But um, yeah, they're they're easily hands down like every album I love front to back. Even even uh, the aesthetic EP, which is kind of rough. Yeah, it, it had some good tracks. My heart. Oh hearing. yeah. Yes, that song is fucking dope. But dude, like. This band, like, dude, they totally, like, like blew up and kind of changed, like, post-hardcore, like, to sound, like, I don't know, like, more, almost more tongue-in-cheek. Nobody mm-hmm. was really doing, like, I don't know, like, lyrics yep. like they were doing. Yeah, they were being, like, condescending and, like, sarcastic and, like, witty and, like, just kind of, yeah. like, they had that, like, hipster mentality, like, before it was cool and music, oh, like, before. Before everybody was throwing shade and lyrics and stuff like that, like breaking that fourth wall too, like like I don't know, they, yeah. they there was just something very like epic about them that like you know they're they're heavy and and they're singing but they're doing something so different and mm-hmm. I don't know they had like so much like like kinetic energy that that like I don't know pump through that first like dear like the dear diary album. Like shit, man. It was, it was dope, and it made me excited for like, for the genre and them. Like I remember, I, um, I, mean, I, I think Tra- like Travis Richter was like probably the first person in the scene to have that like half, that half hair, like half oh the, this, the fa- you're like talking a, about the the scene the scene mullet. Well, it was wasn't like a fashion mullet. It was like almost like a overgrown. A uh, mohawk, mm-hmm. the side, like, the side shape. Yeah, yeah. I remember after seeing Travis with that, a bunch I of kids started uh doing yeah. that. I want. Yeah, they they were definitely they were into like the the fashion statement. Like they didn't give a shit if you called them emo. Like they didn't get like most bands back in the day would be like, oh you're emo, and then they get all defensive like My Chemical Romance. But like from first <laughs> last, didn't give a shit. They're like, sure, whatever. That's cool. Like, really, they did. They got offended. Like my chemical romance. Yeah, they they used to hate being called an emo band. They didn't like they used the post hardcore scene to get where they were, but they they didn't want to be part of it. They wanted to be their own thing, and I respect that. Like that's totally cool and fine. But like yeah. from first to last, understood their genre, their scene, and they like they were. They, that's I think that's why people are so upset when Sunny left because they had such a connection to the scene. 
which is kind of weird because like if you think dance gavin dance fans are bad uh from first to last fans are pretty bad because like there's just people that didn't give matt good spencer like the people that took over the vocal duties for that band they didn't give them the chance like they gave kurt or jillian like they like turned against them and it was like really sad to see Jeez. yeah i mean shoot, yeah there's always some backlash like even you know i, I saw old comments like calling out kurt and jillian being like oh you know i want the old guy back you know yeah it, it really goes to like show how big sunny was like Mm-hmm. Like I love Matt, and you know, like, like the songs that that they did with Matt singing were great, and I liked them more uh, than the other guy from Periphery, uh, Spencer, Spencer yeah, Sotelo, whatever his name is. Um, but like, <laughs> the the stuff, like I don't know, Sonny was like, he was like larger than life, man. Like the stuff that he was doing vocally, just like hard, like you know, big shoes to fill, and. Which like, is hilarious because he's only five foot four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five foot four. He looks like a little, like treasure. He's, he's pocket sized, bro. You could fit him in your palm of your hand. Like he was tiny, but if you look up old videos, the dude was crazy. He was all climbing up on like speakers yeah. and he was climbing poles and jumping off shit. Yeah, like like the before, bear, you know, like the rafters of of the yeah. State. Before like Craig Mabbitt was doing it every other work like every other weekend at Warp Tour like. Sonny was doing it at a smart punk tent like in 2004. Yeah. Yep. yep. I remember seeing them at, at that tent. Dude, that's uh, some old stuff right there. Yeah. Oh, um, fuck. What is that song from that? There's a song from the video, from a video game. It doesn't have a, a singer on it. Oh, you're talking about the, is that Red Faction or? Um, yeah, something. Yeah, I, I do like that song a lot. That song's it's dope, like kind dude. Of a weir- yeah, it's kind of a weird it's one. A ch- it's like a chuggy, marchy song. It's yeah. got like the, the samples of like dudes like go, like stepping. That shit's cool. Yeah, um, that's what it is. Yeah, it's I think it's red. Song. I think it's red faction. I want to say. Oh, I, red actually, alert too. Red alert. There you go. Or yeah. Three. It's, oddly, it's like one of their top songs. Like on yeah, their it page. <laughs> it's crazy. That video it game must have been really cool though. Yeah, one hundred percent. I will say, like surrender when that came out, like. Like I guess was that two summers ago? That was awesome because like it. Yeah, it was a fun time. Song. It was a good song, but at the time, like everyone was into. I think like I think it was. I think there was like a one Drake song that was really big or something, or like uh, or it was like Cardi B or something, and like that came out and like it like gave us something to listen to instead of like having to deal with that shit. So that's how that was my yeah. view of it. I, I I really liked it when it came out, and I kind of like the the concept behind uh, like because like you make war and then you surrender. It was kind of just like a, oh yeah, you know, I never thought about a, that. But it's a it's like a sequel because like the first song "Make War" is about getting in a fight with your loved one, and then in "Surrender" it's about making up with your loved one. About like almost drinking the night away and just and making up. Yeah, which um, um I really liked uh, "Make War." Except uh, Sonny's like uh, lyrical content maybe is a little like I don't know maybe I kind of agree with that like the, the tongue in cheek of what of what Dear Diary was but more up to date or maybe I don't know maybe he's just kind of lost touch on on writing lyrics, but are you cock strong bro <laughs> but, but <laughs> it's it's cringy it's cringy I'll give you that it's cringy as fuck but, but that, I, that hard. 
You're right. It's hard in the song. But I will say, like, that part's cringy, but the fact that he's, uh, later on in the song, he's like, um, I don't dig up the living corpses of seen horror kids, I just court them. I was like, okay, fuck that, dude. That's a good-ass line. Like, that shit's good work. <laughs> I was like, he didn't lose it. He just likes being cringy, that's all. Yeah. And then, um, so, Cinder was just a fun song. Um, yeah. For sure. I think after the hype died down, you know, it wasn't as... I mean, I still like it, but I agree. Like everyone kind of fell off of it when it died down. I think what it is is it wasn't enough to supply the two-year wait that Make War left us with. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh I'll yeah, just... I looked up from first to last on Spotify to figure out the red alert thing. And it's not called <laughs> you see this one, but it's a uh, Skeletor is their profile that's, picture on that. That's one. Like if you go and look down, at, like that's what started this whole conversation. If it's you go Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor, and if you go down and look at their About Me, like, you see, like, th- like that's why me and Moses have started talking about because it, it seems like they're trolling their fan base. Um, did you guys watch He-Man? I know you guys are older. Yeah, I liked He-Man. He-Man's dope. What the fuck Skeletor's was up with the- He-Man? What the fuck was happening in that show? Uh, I don't get it. Memes, yeah. Super, what happened? Su- super over-masculine, like, kid show. Yeah, I didn't that masculine. It was super masculine, bro. <laughs> Big buff guys, guys with arms. Uh, what about She-Ra? What was happening in that? Yeah, I was actually about to start that. That's a super feminine show for super females. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, the, I feel like the 80s cartoons weren't that great. They were, budget-wise, yeah. You're 100% right. But I think uh, the thing with shows like that, it kind of led to, like, in, um, like, to like Ninja Turtles, it was shows centered around selling action figures, so it didn't really oh, matter. Yeah, yeah. They did the show, they were more interested in putting toys in your hands. Did you guys watch Smurfs? Smurfs was dope. Mm, oh, okay. I, I thought of the live action version. See, uh, well, live action version, sad. <laughs> All right, so speaking of from first to last, uh, Travis Richter is starting a new super group called If I Die First, and um. I don't know. The interesting part about this super group is that it's not, you know, a bunch of different people from the post-hardcore scene. It's just Travis, who's, you know, in From First to Last, the Human uh, Abstract, and he also did Color of Violence. And he's uh, teaming up with these two SoundCloud emo rappers named uh, Zubin and Lil Lotus, who I'm a pretty big fan of. Um, The group also features Ned Arb who um, is, like, the producer known for kind of starting this, like, uh, emo SoundCloud scene. Like, he did a lot of beats for both Zubin and Lotus, as well as uh, Lil Peep and other artists within that genre. Um, The band's rhythm section is made up of uh, Ghost Main's uh, bass player and drummer. Yeah, so I'm kind of interested to see what this band is going to uh sound like because you know travis can pull off some heavy riffs and uh ghost main's live band actually goes really hard uh i know i know the drummer is like in a bunch of hardcore bands uh down is one of them so yeah and then they have you know the two clean vocalists so i'm like really interested in into you know to kind of see what what musical direction they go to uh i know they're dropping a p like next month or something right ryan 
Yeah, they're releasing a six song, six song EP next month. They didn't give an exact date, but um, yeah, one hundred percent next month. Yeah, either way, I'm either I'm kind of looking forward to to checking that out. Um, other than that, you know, I've been jamming the new uh, Marionette single called "Golden Without You." Um, you know, they they were our guest uh, last week, and great guy. Shout out, Marionette. Yeah, the song's a bop. Um, uh, what's check it out. To be honest. Huh. You guys waiting for me? I don't know. Uh, David said something. No, I, 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 oh, he I, said he'd check it out. Oh, my bad. Yeah, dude, yeah. definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, and our, our first uh, guest, um, uh, Anna Moria, they actually got some uh, little projects going on. Like, I was listening to Melt Mars, which is made up of uh, Darnell, their guitar player, and Juan, the drummer of Anamoria, um, with I don't know some other people, but the band, like the band's actually pretty good. Uh, it's more of like a chill wave indie vibe. Like if you're a fan of Washed Out, Mac DeMarco, or Boy Pablo, uh, definitely check them out. Shout out Melt Mars. And uh, speaking of Anamoria, uh, there's this uh, prog math rock guitar player named Matthew Baum. I don't really know much about him. He's not from a like well-known band or anything, but he's teaming up with uh, Anamoria's uh, vocalist, Joey, and they're putting out like a project together. Um, they have two songs on Spotify right now, and they're actually really, really good. So shout out them. Um, other than that, I don't know, I've been listening to Kurt Travis's uh, Everything is Beautiful. It's my favorite release from Kurt Travis and any of the projects he's been in. Um, Same here. Yeah, you know, Joseph did the drumming and uh, Zach uh, Guerin did a lot of the guitar playing in that album. Oh, yes. Very obvious. It sounds tinged all over it. Yeah. I've been listening to... uh, this like electro pop artist and producer named Elohim. She's from LA and I don't know. She dropped a new single on Friday named Vacuum and it's a good kind of chill, dreamy summer vibe. Um, she makes a lot of, you know, cool, vibey music like that. Um, Neon Trees dropped two new songs and I don't remember much about that band except they had like a big single named Animal. Uh, oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of fell off the radar, but at least you know from my radar. But they have a new song uh, called "New Best Friend," and it, it's good. Other than that, uh, there's this like singer songwriter named Grandson from Canada, and I don't know anything about him at all, except he's signed to Field by Ramen, and he's doing like this I don't know really cool project to like. I don't know if it's, like, to raise awareness about voting or to, like, get people to vote, but the project is called Text Voter XX240649, and basically, like, every month uh, leading to the election, he releases, like, an acoustic collaboration with a different artist, and 
along with that song, like he releases a podcast episode that he does with the collab, the person he collaborated with, and they talk about like social issues, and then they end it with a live performance of the song that they recorded, which I don't know, that's kind of cool. I haven't, uh, you know, seen anything like that from an artist. So shout out grandson, check him out. Uh, David, what you got? Oh shoot! Um, I got a. Uh, I was looking into a uh, televangelist. They got a lot nice. of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really, I really dug into the list this time around. Uh, like the stuff, like the bled, um, scale the summit. I will say is, the, the, you know, they're another like swan core, uh, post hardcore kind of math rock thing going on. A couple songs uh, give me Chan vibes. Especially with like the chords and the rhythm they'd use, uh, I'd re- yeah, I'd recommend Scale the Summit. Good stuff there. Um, uh, okay, don't roast me for this one, but I was feeling a little nostalgic, and I went back and listened to uh, High School Musical Two. The, the- <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all ever watch that back in the day? <laughs> no. Push no. it, push it to the limit, because hey. we're in it. So that's one though. Yeah, that's out of my that's out of my age group. Yeah, Damn, I think it'd be a little weird if I saw that, but um, that was uh just barely made it in that one. Yeah, if Dance Gam and Dance can uh, I don't know, would cover any of the songs from High School Musical, which one would it be? Oh my god! <laughs> um, which one should they should they do? Because they love covering songs so much. Bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Tillian doing that. <laughs> oh man, we're not to have High School Musical stuff on our playlist this week. And I still like oh, Tillian, dude. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, no, I expected a little out of your age group. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's literally for like kids in high school or teens. You know what I mean? So that's fair. Um, a lot, a lot of System of a Down. I'm trying to check out their other albums. Uh, I was really into the first one, and now I'm trying to branch out to like their second, third, and you know, so forth. Uh, what is it? No, there's a lot of stuff. I had a list. First album. I don't even know the name of the first album. Like Toxic, Toxicity was like their second album, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot, you're right. Actually, um, yeah. Basically, I'm just like basically, I stuck, I stuck on Toxicity, and now I'm trying to branch out and find other stuff. Because when I when I looked at the one right after Toxicity, I was like, oh, it's true. There's a lot of good stuff, you know. They, you know, they're not letting up. They're still, you know, holding on to that sound and bringing new light to it, you know. Yeah, I was never a big fan, but I really liked um, Psycho and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, for, I forget. Sugar, I, yeah, they had a song called Sugar. Sugar. That was cool, too. I mean, they they had some bops for sure, but it was never my thing. Shoot, they have a whole p- song that's they're literally talking about pizza pies and shit like that. <laughs> but it's talking about our advertisement, you know, how the government's controlling us with our advertisement, you know, <laughs> that type of deal. But uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Shoot, I'd recommend them. Good listen. And uh, shoot, I, I know I, I told you all about them, but uh, Black Mill, uh, I listened to them more this week, you know, especially with friends and stuff like that. Um, what is it? They're, you know, more in the dubstep kind of arena, except obviously it's, you know, more chill. It's how it gets its name, Chill Step. Yeah, for sure. 
Black Mills, good shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Good stuff to slow down on. Uh, yeah, that's like the majority. Of, you know, that's just some of my picks. Shoot, who else? Ryan, what you got? Uh, I've been listening to uh, there's this band called Swing Away and uh, they're real low level, you know, local level kind of band. They haven't had a release since like 2019, but they have this really good song called uh, Alone Again that I've been just, I've had on repeat and it's just really good. Like, I, I, I enjoy the vibe they got. It's very post hardcore y. Um, it's got like uh, more like a lot like birds vibes than say like Dance Gavin Dance. And even that is even that is a stretch. If I could make it any like correlation, but other than that, um, I've been checking out that new uh, John Connor album. It's really good. I really like it. I enjoy it. It's got a Craig Owens feature, so why wouldn't I like it? Um, and I've been listening to Hologram Empire. They got a song called Gypsy that I really enjoy. Um, but other than that, um can't really uh say too much i mean i i I was listening to the back to the future soundtrack because you know sometimes i'll be playing grand theft auto 5 and i got a delorean and i'll just fly around listening to that wait what's on the back to the future soundtrack uh the power of love's on there by uh huey lewis in the news Yeah. yeah that's a good that's a good cover actually um, Huey Lewis is all over that soundtrack. He got Mr. Sandman, um, Johnny B. Good by Chuck Berry. Um, yeah, I was thinking Johnny B. Good. And mm-hmm. then they kind of did something like Van Halen, but not really. Yeah, like they had they had Van Halen record it, but they couldn't, they couldn't use yeah. his name. They couldn't use anything of the sort because copyrights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, uh, like Beat It by Michael Jackson. Like, they couldn't say Van Halen was featured on it, but he was. But, um, exactly. But, I mean, Alan Silverstein, I think that's how you say his name, Silverstree, he, uh, he did the score for that album, and most people would probably know him nowadays as the guy who made the Avengers theme song. So They do sound kind of similar now that I think about it. They mm-hmm. know about. It's got that grandiose nature to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like... What's up? The Avengers have a theme song. I've never noticed. Like when the movie starts, or when the Avengers assemble, you hear that like grand, like trumpet-sounding song. That's like, you know, I'm not gonna sing it because uh, I don't recall it off the top of my head. Yeah, but if you it's see hard to Avengers, think about it, but it is a thing. Like if you watch the credits, assemble. I think it's a thing for sure. Record? But it's definitely a song. Like it's in the beginning I mean, of every single Avengers now that movie. I think about it though, like Back to the Future and the Avengers, like the way they sound, like they're very, like the main parts are really similar. Actually, like they have like this, mm-hmm. they do, they start with a lead kind of, tone and go into like the main thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of like if you think about it. I mean, the John Williams, like all his shit is just bomb, 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 like just the variations of that shit. So I mean, there's definitely like there's only so much you can do with classical mm-hmm. music that's trying to sound epic and like a big summertime well, blockbuster well, song. Yeah, I suppose. And then Andrew Lloyd yeah. Webber stole everything. So yeah, Phantom of the Opera can suck it. But um. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's for it for me, Cash. All right. So I guess the big thing I did this week was I kind of wanted to go back and do a re-listen of like some of the newer Bring Me the Horizon stuff because I've been kind of thinking about it lately and like compare it to some of their older stuff. And mm. I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Oh, do tell. I guess on the one hand, I'm like, well, they've been around long enough and they've been successful enough that I kind of feel like they should be able to do whatever they want. And I do think some of it is good, even though I don't necessarily think it sounds <gasps> as like ammo, like their last album. Like, I thought, like, it, I don't think it was necessarily sounded totally inspired the whole time, but also, like, I don't think it was quite, I don't know if I'd say it was terrible. Well, I mean, I thought there were good songs on it. But then there was also times where like there there'd be a song and I listen to it and be like, "Well, this is really catchy." But then I think about it for a second and be like, "Wow, maybe this isn't actually good." <laughs> um, Wait, what'd you call that album? Al- what'd you call that album? Was it Ammo? Wasn't that the last album? Miamo, Miamo. No. Yeah. Is it Miamo? I don't remember. Yeah. Let me, let me check. I, All right. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's them trying to speak Spanish. I don't know if it's me Ammo. Yeah, it's it's cool you mentioned you know. No, it's just AMO. That's what it is. Yeah, that isn't that Amo. Amo. Isn't that Amo? I, mean, I, I, so. I I just thought it was. Oh, I guess it's not Ammo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Amo. Like my name. I'm dumb, obviously, but. Amo no, is I like I love. Yeah. But I I said Ammo like like you load guns or whatever, but that's two M's. Now that I think about it, so. Yeah, more. I thought, you, yeah. I thought you were just trying to pronounce like Amo like a white person. No, I I, I said ammo <laughs> because I thought I I was thinking like ammo like for a gun. Yeah, like ammunition. Yeah, yeah so but yeah, <laughs> I guess ammo. It, it's ammo. <laughs> which surprising from an English band, but um I never noticed that that it was actually titled Amo. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that sort of like a few days ago when I was listening to it. Um, huh. Does well, heavy metal actually sound like heavy metal? Does heavy metal actually sound like heavy metal? That track on the new newer album? Uh, I don't think so. Actually, now that I think about it, but I mean, it wasn't notable enough for me to remember how it sounded. But I guess the thing is, is like, um, I I, I kind of thought about it. it was like they're they kind of I think um that's the spirit kind of put them in a weird position where like it was successful as like a poppy album. And so they kind of wanted to do it again, but they also realized they had, they got so much hate from it mm-hmm. that they didn't totally, they, they didn't go all in on it on the, on ammo or ammo. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. A lot of, a lot of the top songs are from that. This the spirit on Apple. Yeah. Interesting. Which, I mean, like their most I thought that's the spirit really. was cool. It's not my favorite, but I thought it was fine. I was nice. not a fan. Which I think is totally understandable not to be a fan either, too, though. Um, wasn't, wasn't, Drown, is it Drown that, or Throne? Dr- Throne is a Throne and Drown are both on That's the Spirit. No, I know, but Throne was a straight up like Linkin Park, like ripoff. Yeah. Like it, uh, what's like late Lincoln Park, though. I won't be ignored. <laughs> 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 
mean yeah but i i think it was a little more than just that though like there was more to it i, I like throwing a lot actually. and i think i like drown and throwing a lot but i kind of oh, see good. that connection for sure it was like um, the melody what it was the exact same melody yeah, you're, I think you were kind of right about that. I, I mean, like, I, I always, I knew the connection, but like, I didn't really think, I didn't really think about it like that. Like, I always thought like they sounded, they had like a similar sound on that album, at least. Um, the other thing, the other big thing was, do y'all know Out Here Brothers? No. Out Here no. Brothers. Yeah. No. Or, um, so. They're pretty weird. It was like this. I I discovered them watching a British reality television show, which I'm not gonna get into because, but I, there is one that I really like. Um, anyways, it's this house and like rap group from like Chicago from like the late '80s, and so it was kind of like cool because it's like you know, rapping. It's like rap music and like early rap music and early house music together but it, it also if you think about it it just basically ends up being like LMFAO like 30 years earlier too so mm. and so they had one hit and it or like one or two hits and they were only big in England but like they're from Chicago and so it's um yeah I mean I guess I wouldn't say like they're 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 just they're like an interesting listen I guess but not necessarily anything you need to listen to, but it was like, hmm, this is weird. You know what I mean? Just a weird discovery. And then after that, I guess I, the Harm's Way memes kind of broke me, and so I listened to them. And then I also found that the performance they had that the meme came from on YouTube. So I watched a little bit of that. Um, and then besides that, it was just From Autumn's Ashes, Thursday, Not a Surf, Skylight Drive, and Your Demise. So that's it for me. All is Love, great song by Not a Surf. Dude, I love Not a Well, I liked Not a Surf a lot when I was in high school. And that's the only really song I know, but I love that song. And like, I, I've checked There's out. There's a few songs I really like by them. Yeah, I, I've listened to that whole album. I know, like, for sure. But like that—that's definitely the one that stuck. And I'm, yeah, I'm a, their biggest single. Like, I mean, I guess the thing about Not a Surf is like I liked them a lot in high school, or like a few of their songs, and then I haven't really listened to them at, at all. And so this is like the first time I like gave them a listen in a while. So didn't they blow up because of the OC soundtrack? Or am I wrong? <laughs> Were they on that show? Um, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if they were. Um, who else? Right, did we were talking about that earlier, right? Did we? Did we talk about that on the show? The OC, or was that not on it? I think we did talk about it on the show, right? Yeah. I don't we know if they made the it on. on the show before. Yeah, I, I think. Or did we talk about it before we recorded? We've mentioned. We, I, we've. I think we mentioned it with uh, California by Phantom Planet. Oh, uh, no, no, you were talking about because you listened to the shins or the sound. No, it was because of a tweet I did on our account about Kurt about oh, doing a California. revival of the OC, California. so we could have. Oh yeah, yeah. So we could have Kurt be on the soundtrack. But online previous episodes, we've mentioned it because it's a good right. show, a great soundtrack. I've been like trying to watch it, 
and then... put a uh, quote-unquote emo on the map. <laughs> <laughs> At the very I least, mean, this soundtrack is great, though, and it's got, like, it could have been. It could have been better. Like, At the very had... least, they put Death Cab for Cutie on the map. Had Death Cab for Cutie, like... I feel like Saves the Day was on it, but, like, doing acoustic stuff. No, Saves the Day was not on there. Dashboard was. Dashboard was. Um, Lots of, like, Spoon. Block Party. Block Party was on there. Yeah, party. I didn't know Rudy. Block Party was on. Rudy was like... there. Uh, the Shins. It was more indie than emo, to be honest. I keep trying to watch that show. Yeah, yeah it is indie, more indie than emo, but it was kind of like that middle ground area that yeah. existed for a while. More, more traditional, like, dashboard emo. You know what I mean? Like, those guys yeah. with, like, fancy haircuts, not bangs. I've been trying to watch that show, and my girlfriend doesn't want to watch it with me. Dang, that's like a chick show, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. Like, to be honest, like, it's a really good show. Um, Except for the last season. The last season's trash. You can say that about every show. It seems no. like. Okay, maybe not every show, but. I said the rest of the show was great. The last season was trash. No, I what said the last season. Every, every show's last season's, like, not great, it seems like. Except uh, Breaking Bad. Except The Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. We'll They're see what the last season of The Simpsons <laughs> brings. Dude, I haven't watched The Simpsons since, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's actually, it's actually, it's like there was a period of time where it wasn't that great, like in my opinion. But like I've watched recent episodes, they're actually not that bad, like considering. But yeah, I don't know if I watch. Do I watch any cartoons? I mean, I, like the last anime I really got into was like Tokyo Ghoul, and like I like, I don't know, Death Note, but those are kind of old. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I pretty much only watch cartoons or British reality TV <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I resonate with that. What? <laughs> so I guess that's about it though, right? We just plug the socials and Yeah. Alright. Alright. Yes. That's the show, fellas. My name is Cash Spicer. I don't think I said that earlier in the show, so I should probably say that now, in case y'all were confused. You can reach me on uh, at Cash Spicer on Twitter. Maybe I'll get an Instagram soon if I get a new phone. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll get a new phone and not get a new Instagram. And not get an Instagram. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a poll and see if y'all will make an Instagram. But I'm sure y'all don't really care. Um, <laughs> you can reach us, uh, the Demo Team Podcast, the Demo Team Podcast, like um, most social medias. Go ahead and ask us some questions. We'd love some fan interaction. Um, send it to David. David. Uh, well, hey, um, so you can find me, David Pottinger, on Facebook. Pottinger.david on Instagram. And shoot, that's where you can usually find me. Shoot, yeah. Uh, sh- hit me up, chat. Hit me up with questions. I like to talk, so. But shoot, what about you, Ryan? You can catch me on uh, Instagram. You can find me at Ryan slash slash. Find me on Twitter at Ryan slash slash one, the number one, not the word. You can find me, my band on Twitter and at Stay Still, CA, as in California. Or you can find us on Instagram at Stay Still Official. Or you can find us on Facebook, Stay Still Music. 
That's Spe- about it, though. You could just find me. Just find me, please. <laughs> Let's find Ryan. We're playing the game. Find Ryan. It's like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yep. Nah. Rialto, California. Probably. I remember. And Moses. Oh, yeah. Don't find me. But uh, if you want to, I'm through being Mo on Instagram. Uh, you know, <laughs> try to find me on MySpace. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also you can hit up uh, the Demo Team podcast on all our socials. If you hit us up on IG, it'll most likely be me. So say what's up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Um, I wanted to shout out Scene Facts for uh, shouting us out on Twitter earlier this week. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, that was dope. Apparently, we so. are scene creators. So Nice. Or content like creators. That. Content creators, but like in the, the scene the or whatever. Scene. So, hey, yeah. It's a good scene to be in. Hey, yeah, I mean. It is a roaring piece. But so. I think the most important question and thing we discussed today on the podcast was, uh, whose side are you on, Prince or Rick James? Because that's that's the real message here. Huh. Well, musically Prince, but I'd probably rather hang out with Rick James. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair assessment. I think we'll let the audience decide whose side they're on. But you know who Cash is on, so you know to watch your back. Purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> the end. Uh, that's beautiful. All right. I think that's good. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Cash. Thank you, guys. Everybody. Oh, no. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't know when we're going to talk about Dance Kevin Dance again. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we have uh, we're going to be recording and doing an episode with the Seafloor Cinema, so you should definitely tune in for that. We're going to be on the seafloor with the cinema. Yeah, we're going to be underwater. We should totally let them. We we should totally let them make memes for us for like a week just to see. We're going to record this at the aquarium with the seafloor and the cinema. Anthony about his hair. His his hair is epic. Keeping the scene alive, yep. dude. Do it. The headband. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to ask them about uh, the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Also, be sure to ask them about Twisted Sister and how that relates to their band. Okay. Oh, uh, no, nah, I really want to know now. Yes, 100. So, Drew a... from Never Shout Never is missing, but his hair can be found on Anthony's head. Yes. Go find <laughs> Anthony on Fire on Facebook and ask him about his hair. Yeah. Beautiful hair. Jealous. Beautiful. I ship Moses and Anthony. Also, 